We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not right now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fall. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right. Welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Banduho, and it's Top Gun Day. Arguably the greatest beach volleyball movie of all time. Uh, Caroline Darney, of course, returning to the show. And from the shutdown full cast, the great Ryan Nanny is joining us. Had to have a special guest for a very special episode. Uh, before we get into it, have to shout out the supporters of the show in the Big Screen Sports Patreon group, especially our producer-level Big Chill patrons. A special shout-out to Zach Rich, who has been a producer of this show for like months now. I haven't been giving him his due. I, that is a clerical error on my part. Shout-out to Zach Rich and the rest of our show producers. That is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Steve Rogers, Kevin Frost, Mike D., Ryan Yeager, Mike Dries, James Kolewski, Chris Mikoski, Andrew Teagle, John Craig, Sam Smith, Zach Rich, and of course, Classic Stadium Fire, the sponsor to all our patrons movie episodes big thanks to them all of our patrons for supporting the show which you can do over at patreon.com slash big screen sports it's a long episode that's all our housekeeping it is top gun day it is time for our egos to write checks our body can cash all right returning to big screen sports after her her powerhouse performance last week uh, really what we thought might be the peak, but I think tonight's really going to be the peak. It's Caroline Darney. Caroline, welcome back. I'm very, very excited to be here. I've been singing, playing with the boys for weeks now, so I'm prepared. We've been talking about this movie for the past, for like the past two months on this show like yeah. in, in, in bits and pieces. So th- this is great. Caroline, before we get into it, what's going on at For the Win? Well, uh, when this goes live will be next week. So that means it will officially be Top Gun week at For the Win. So head on over to For the Win USA Today. Uh, and we will have all sorts of fun content from volleyball breakdowns to interviews with the actors to uh, all sorts of fun stuff. We're going to talk about the Hilo Dunker and how it scarred me for life. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Going to be awesome stuff. Everyone check that out. Also, check out Caroline's Twitter for her review of West Side Story. You just cannot miss it. 
Uh, joining us tonight as well, the, had, had to bring on a special guest for a special movie. This is a guy who I have, I've been a fan of for the longest time. Excited to have him here. Ryan Nanny. Ryan, welcome to Big Screen Sports. Hi, thank you for having me. Um, of course. I, I haven't seen West Side Story, but I know more about it than Caroline does, it turns out. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. Very complicated story. Yeah, that's what people say. <laughs> Never yeah. seen before elsewhere. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am gonna advise anyone who hasn't seen West Side Story to uh, to to bone up on your Shakespeare before you go into that one. That's that's all. That's all I'll say. Ryan, before we get into it, what? What do you have to promote? Tell the folks, where can they find uh, you? So me- mostly these days you can find me over at Secret Base on YouTube, uh, doing all kinds of fun stuff over there. Um, and in Shutdown Fullcast News, I have nothing. I have not. No, by the time this comes out, something may be out. Here's what I'll spill for you guys. The papers have been signed. The publication of those papers has not been greenlit to me yet so there is a deal in place and the show is coming but i can't say anymore and ryan's a lawyer so that's legit that's not true i used to be a lawyer (laughs) and now i have no i have no more power in a court of law than any of you that is i mean that's that's great news that i i will take that i'll take that to the bank that's uh that warms my heart but we're not here to talk about the full cast, one of my favorite shows. We're not here to talk about West Side Story, a musical that I, I seem to enjoy a little more than Caroline. We're here to talk about Top Gun, the 1986 naval aviation and beach volleyball drama. Okay, the 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 intros, the plot summaries that I, on IMDb are usually kind of bad. This one is one of the worst. As students at the United States Navy's elite fighter weapons school compete to be the best in class, one daring young pilot learns a few things from a civilian instructor that are not taught in the classroom. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that's not what this movie is about. (laughs) No, no. I mean, that's, uh, it's it's tough. Yeah. Okay. Not one mention of the sweating, which is weird because that's a huge character in this movie. Yeah. So how would you, you, in, in the, you know, students at the Navy's top flight school, uh, deal with with profuse sweating and copious <laughs> amounts of, of baby oil. Potentially a better summary there. Uh, it starred Tom Cruise, Kelly McGillis, Anthony Edwards, Val Kilmer, and Tom Skerritt. Yeah, was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson, the official producers of Big Cocaine Energy. Uh, directed by the late great Tony Scott, uh, this movie grossed three hundred and fifty-seven million dollars on a fifteen million dollar budget, and that Hell is yeah. nineteen eighty-six money. It was the highest grossing movie of 1986 ryan i had i had typed up in the the run sheet is this movie actually good but after revisiting it i'm actually wondering is it underrated to this point because it's so memed and it's so mocked as being like kind of corny but yeah is this movie actually better than it gets credit for um i think so maybe not for the reason you're thinking of but af- after rewatching it myself this movie shouldn't work like this is a military movie where you don't see a single shot fired until well into, like we're into the, the last act of the movie before anything happens. This is a competition movie where the competition is like kind of unclear and not very well like tracked. Like there's this idea that yes, you're competing to be the best, but there's no like shot of a scoreboard or something. It, like it, we're just supposed to take it on faith that these are the top two teams in the class and 
this is and on top of it like this is a movie where the central character is charming but also like deeply deeply flawed in a lot of ways that like aren't that don't seem very heroic Rewatching it now i remember i remember that one of the things they've talked about top gun is that it was this huge recruiting tool like it ended up like the the navy said uh, uh aviation applicants like skyrocket after this but when you watch this movie other than yes flying f-14s looks really sweet you don't get the sense about like wow what an awesome life it seems actually very stressful and like very emotionally trying so there's a lot about this that on paper shouldn't work but it has the right people it definitely has the right soundtrack and i think mostly it is edited well enough and tightly enough that like it all works super 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 well yeah i mean i think that a lot of that is the tony scott magic because yeah. i i look back at movies that tony scott made work like i look like tony scott's final film unstoppable is about a train a runaway train <laughs> and i love that movie i fucking love unstoppable so much i turn it on every single time it's on tv tony scott made that work made that a movie that i can't get up from my couch from. right so like this you give give tony scott some fighter jets and we're we're cooking caroline is this movie underrated as yeah. as the naval is the the naval alum of us in this group cool as like just a just a person i think yes as a naval aviator like no like it's exactly <laughs> what it is like and I, I don't mean that in like it's bad i just mean like it it is the you're right ryan the whole thing about like the skyrocketing applications like i think the number that jerry Bruckheimer said was 500 percent. like this was not and i think even like the air force and other flying entities saw bumps and i don't know if that's people are too dumb to realize it was navy <laughs> or, or just for like well they seem real full i'm gonna mm -hmm. go over to these other people that have air in the name um but it was and i was in flight school at a time where these were the people that grew up like they i'm trying to figure out the best way to say it so when we were like my cohort was born is when it came out and so these were the dads that showed that it came out when they were dads this was a dad their dad movie and so when their kids were growing up, generally sons, because honestly, at this time when it came out, 86, women weren't allowed in um, aviation combat. So there were no women in Top Gun. The only woman being Kelly McGillis. <laughs> and like we, and she's the love interest with, and she has a, like a badass contractor with security clearance and the Pentagon trusts her. So why don't you, like whatever. Um, but badass these are, enough to <laughs> not give a shit about HR. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a whole, we can talk about all that, but it's it just the, so mostly I'm saying like the guys I went to flight school with, this was like their Bible. This was, right. I had a buddy, I think I've told this on here before, but I had a buddy who studied to the Top Gun soundtrack, not like the, like to the, you know, Harold Faltermeyer soundtrack, yes. not the Kenny Loggins soundtrack. Right. And we knew things were getting serious and Drew studying when the goose dying song was on repeat. Like that's like, this is a life that I lived and, I remember the first time I saw it, I think I was either in college or just started flight school because it was one of those, like, my dad was an Air Force guy. He didn't show me Top Gun. <laughs> Although I did, he said Fighter Town USA, like, all the time. My dad, and I don't know, like, it was just, like, really funny. But um, I remember watching it being like, this is, it was kind of like Killmonger. Like, is this your king? Like, this guy? <laughs> 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 but there's something in, inherently charming about, 
all of these guys be it's just it's a two-hour dick measuring contest and it somehow works (laughs) it's wild and and it's and you know and don't know if you heard but i've seen the new one and it's amazing it's a very different vibe but it's a lot of the same like they do so well packaging the excitement and the drama and and even more so above and beyond in the new one with the aviation scenes uh that makes this one look like two guys were holding sticks and like just doing this you could see their hands like that's basically like it's so far advanced but um it all works and it's all exactly what you said the packaging the production the you know is the storyline the tightest no did i need it to be absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) just just play highway to the danger zone again i'm happy this movie convinced thousands upon thousands of people to, to commit to 30 years of, of rooting for the triple option as well. <laughs> <laughs> Did more for the triple than Paul Johnson, which is, which is saying a lot. Caroline, Hall of Fame, all-star starter or bench warmer sports Hall of Fame. movie? Uh, sports movie? Hall of Fame. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, it's such, it's an iconic scene that people who have not seen this movie know that there is a a scene from the movie Top Gun in which Tom Cruise and some other sweaty, oily men play beach volleyball in jeans and dog tags. Iconic. It's Hall of Fame right there. Oh, I mean, to Kenny Loggins. (laughs) I didn't even add in that it's (laughs) one of the greatest songs ever written in our time. Ryan, does this say Hall of Fame All-Star Starter Benchwarmer movie? Um, if if you're asking me from the volleyball perspective, I'm only willing to give it All-Star. Because, because it's unsatisfying in its ending. Because when Tom Cruise leaves, the game the match is tied one set apiece. And he's That's just like, point. nope. Sorry, I have I have to go. I have I have a date that I'm late for that I am gonna show up to extremely sweaty. And it's just like, it, you can't And then be, ask to take a shower. At right, house. right, right. You can't be a Hall of Fame sports movie if you won't, like, settle the decisive sports thing. That's fair. Maverick's one of those guys that, like, at, at the combine, it's just like, I, I don't think he loves football. I don't think he loves volleyball <laughs> enough. Like, I don't think he's, you know, he's not committed. I, I, will I, give, I will give Top Gun a ton of sports points for this. You have Tom Cruise. You have Anthony Edwards. And you say, you know who's going to be our guy at the net? It's Tom Cruise, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Just Anthony Edwards, you, you sit back it. there and you bump. So here's the question. How low were the nets when they oh, filmed that? I think there's a lot of trampoline work in this. I think that's what's going on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just under the under the sand trampoline. Because this is also early enough in Tom Cruise's career that they're not pretending he's not short. Like there are lots yeah. of scenes, not just with Anthony Edwards, but like where he'll like stand eye to eye with Val Kilmer. And it's like Val Kilmer is a good three, four inches taller than him. So it's not like, oh, we, we've committed to the idea that Tom Cruise is like the biggest swing and dick on this on this team. But they still are like, nope, he's in jeans. So he gets to play the net. That's how this works. <laughs> There's a scene, I think, where Kelly McGillis like leans her elbow on his shoulder. Like- <laughs> Just props them on him. Have you guys seen the music, the official music video for Playing with the Boys, by the way? Oh, no. Does it have a lot of clips from the movie? No, it has zero. This was the era. Oh, really? Danger Zone, How to the Danger Zone is all clips from the movie 
spliced with Kenny Loggins in like a seedy motel smoking and like looking at a ceiling fan. It's oh, bizarre. Fuck yes. It's wild. Sure. I'm about <laughs> to make some bad choices. <laughs> that's a that's a very different danger zone yeah. than, we're, than we're looking at. It's so weird. But it, when, when you play with the boys, it's an indoor volleyball game between a, like a sat one side men and one side women and in the and so he just wanders around singing like in very like he'll be in like the yeah. the referee chair singing and like you know they'll kind of you know get him through this crowd of players and then zoom in on him and like clear you know where but <laughs> the funniest part is that at the beginning the men are just destroying like just crushing these ladies like get out of the gym like whatever but then they have the most epic choke collapse of like sports history and the women make this big comeback and win like 15, 13 in this like music video. <laughs> and it's just like all of a sudden the women were like, oh, that's right, volleyball and just start playing better. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the 80, the most 80s clothing. Like it is, I highly recommend, highly recommend watching it. It made my week last week, a coworker, my friend Andy Nesbitt, said, he's like, have you seen this? And I was like, no, <laughs> it changed my life. Do we need to do a mini-sode on the Playing with the Boys music video? <laughs> we might have to. It is, it is just perfection. Like, no notes. It's just wonderful. <laughs> Imagine you show up to your rec center like you're trying to get some yes. buckets up in the weekend, and it's like, hey, you can't go in. Like, Kenny Loggins rented this out for a music video. Like, the gym? Or, or if you show up as an extra, and they're like, all right, we just want you to play volleyball. No, no, guys against girls. And they're like, what is he doing? Don't worry about him. He's just going to say. Don't look at Mr. Loggins. Hey, don't look at Mr. Loggins. What did we say about making eye contact with Mr. Loggins? Or if you show up at the CD motel and Kenny Loggins is there shooting a music video. Honestly, like, at certain points in the 80s, you're like, hell yes. Absolutely. It's a 50-50 best, chance that if you show up to a CD motel with Kenny Loggins, Best birthday ever. There. Oh, my God. Oh, man, I love this movie. Okay, so the IMDb trivia for this one is a rich, rich text. There are 185 items. Oh my God. We, will, we will not be going and like starting with number one. Of, well, a lot of the times, like there's 60 items, and 15 or 20 of them are like this person went on to star with right. this person. Like they're right. very contrived. Like a bunch of this stuff is worth talking about. I encourage everyone to just go read this. There's a lot of great reading material. Um. This one, I'll start off with this. Anthony Edwards, Goose, is the only actor who didn't vomit while in the fighter jets. Hell yeah! Which, which, Caroline, I want to ask you about how much how much vomit is going on when you when you first get into it. It all depends. So I I have thrown up in a plane. I only threw up once, and it was embarrassingly enough on the P three, which is much bigger and slower. <laughs> and you don't do aerobatics in the P three, but we were doing a low level, and it was early in my flight school, like that part of the training with the P threes. Um, and we were, we were going, it was a long flight and, uh, I did not want to have to use the bathroom (laughs) and I had very little for breakfast. Um, and so I had like the empty stomach, low level thing going, which is not a good combo. So I do not recommend, but, um, actually in talking to, it all depends on the person, obviously, but I didn't get to do a ton of aerobatics when I was in my training squadron with the T6s, which was the closest that that's a turboprop jet we flew at 10 over ten thousand was our usually our um, minimum altitude when we do our training stuff and so we were in full g suit like all the stuff they wear on top of g suit helmet oxygen gloves the whole thing um 
but my on-wing, who's like the instructor that they pair you with, that you are, do the first like five or six flights with so that you get some sort of consistency because every pilot's a little bit different. So you don't want to have like one person tells you to do it this way and yada, yada, yada. And my on-wing was a Florida grad, right? Fun fact. Go Gators. Um, no, yeah. Go Gators. Go Gators. <laughs> so, um, he got sick easily doing aerobatics. He was fine just flying, but he didn't like doing the loop-de-loops and oh, like okay. barrel rolls and stuff. Uh, and so we just did what we had to for getting me like called in the, on the flight itself. And so I was really bummed out because I enjoyed doing them. Um, but sometimes it's like, so I talked when inner, when I talked with Glenn Powell for the press junket, he got sick. Uh, and he was like, once you get sick, then you're, you're generally fine. Like it's not seasickness where like, you throw up and then you continue throwing up and it's just miserable. Like you kind of, sometimes it just becomes like habit. Like you'll get in, you'll do a few things, you'll barf, then you go on with your day. So um, yeah, it really depends. But <laughs> How about that? Like yeah. so the is it, spring it, break. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> is it, is it like a chain reaction thing? Like if someone on the plane gets sick, like ever, like your both, both people oh, well. are getting sick. It's like, I've told you before about when we do the wild side challenge, which, you know, their own wild side by Motley Crue. You got to finish a 40 before it's over. If one person, when you're doing it, gets sick, usually you get a, a couple effect. others. Yeah. So I will tell you, um, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a sympathetic puker, which is good. Um, and in those situations, like generally in flight school, like the one of the people in the plane is a, like a seasoned pilot and the other one's like some newbie that's like usually the one that's getting sick. But um, we did a flight so p3s don't have working bathrooms for people that aren't aware of you know and there's a uh like standing thing that you can go to the restroom in which obviously is easier for men and then if something does happen and you need to as we call it break the code you put a plastic bag in the open there's it looks like an airplane bathroom like a commercial flight but there's just nothing below it. So it's, it's bad news if you like actually go out. <laughs> it's going to be a mess. <laughs> so generally, I guess like I, I've this never This is the bathroom it. equivalent of like a fake TV at a furniture store. It's like, this <laughs> yeah. is just for lugs. Don't try to use it. Not. Yeah. And so um, if someone does have to break the code, they'd put a plastic bag um, like under the seat and then you'd have to, t- it's a whole thing. Like, you tie like, it off you're, like you're your own dog. Yes. Yes. So I, this was like one of my greatest fears in life. I never did it. Never had to, not even close like this, but this was like anxiety levels. I was like, I cannot imagine that you're like on a long mission. And you, these are your coworkers, people. Like, just imagine if you did this at like, you're at an office building and you go into the one space where everyone knows what it is and you come out with a bag and like, you got to go on with the rest of your day. <laughs> It's like if the office bathroom was just a tube right in the middle of some cubicles. Yes. Right. Yes. So it's a nightmare. There was, this is all to say there was one flight where we it was just like the disaster flight. Like we had bad weather, bad turbulence. We had to like cut things in early. And one guy broke the code. Um, several people were throwing up because of the turbulence. And I remember I leaned down and said to one of the petty officers, I was like, it smells terrible in here. <laughs> and he leans down and we're on headsets. He had like private net for the different and so he leans down, he looks at me and goes, That's what people smell like on the inside, ma'am. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh man. 
Yeah, it's love, very glamorous. Love what a good, what a good <laughs> trivia fact about Pete will take you to. Yeah. It's a glamorous just, life that we lead in aviation. Stuff. Yeah, good for, good good for Goose, though. Shout out, Goose. <laughs> Shout out, Goose. The tension between Maverick and Iceman isn't just down to good acting. Isn't and just we're, sexual. We're talking, we're, I was about to say, we're talking about like the, the animosity and not the obvious sexual tension, I believe. Okay. Uh, Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer kept their distance from each other and never socialized, which isn't shocking because those are two notoriously difficult human beings. Uh, I, that makes a lot of sense. That's wrong. So I heard a story that he, um, so Tom Cruise like was the um, biggest factor in getting Val Kilmer on the movie. He wanted Val in the role, which is like, so, and Val was like, I'm a leading man. I don't do second billing, but he talked I mean, that, into it. That second part, it sounds a lot like Val Kilmer, <laughs> yeah. and, who is, who has spent the last 30 years being, being notoriously difficult, but also like, like I'm going to be in the saint. Do you know who I am? <laughs> We, I love we are not going to slander the saint. Okay? Dude, the what what we're not going to do is slander the saint. <laughs> the saint is amazing. Talk about we're underrated. not going to slander. We're not going to slander the saint. We're not going to slander the doors. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to. I mean, there. I, I am. I have the the Val Kilmer filmography. Man, Val Kilmer worked like he worked a lot, which is kind of strange. I feel like Val Kilmer probably owed a lot of people money. We, we can maybe <laughs> slander Batman forever a little in select places. <laughs> That's, fair. Okay? That's fair. All right. Oh, I thought he was such a good Batman. He had a great. He's the best. The thing about Batman to me is you got to have a good mouth, and Val Kilmer has a. We can't do this, or it'll for... just be the next hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meg Ryan and Anthony Edwards became an item after filming concluded. Good. Love that. Good. Love I also that. like. At some point, I don't know for how long, because at some point she does meet and produce a child with Dennis Quaid. Produce a child. Produce. I, that's, <laughs> she produces. She produces the star of the boys, Jack Quaid. So, I thought you were going to say something like they worked together on a movie. On a yep. Nope. Nope. <laughs> produced an off-Broadway play. Pre- premiered a child. <laughs> Kenny Loggins, not the first choice to record the song "Danger Zone." What? Toto and Ario oh. Speedwagon were considered prior to Loggins. Huh. Yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't look as natural in a CD motel. So No. You imagine you've got all of Ario Speedwagon stuffed in a CD <laughs> motel though, like multiple dudes. Well, in a CD oh, they, they don't do they get their own rooms or are they all just like doing <laughs> they're all crammed they're doing in. the cheap thing? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're they're like a, a bunch of twenty three year olds going right, to Vegas right. for the first I'll sleep on the floor. Got, it's fine. They thought they got Nuts two to queens. butts, guys. <laughs> they thought they got two queens, but it's really just two foals or shit. <laughs> Okay, so I always like to include something about like potential casting. This is one of the most batshit ones because first it starts out Matthew Modine turned down the role of Maverick because he objected to the film's Cold War politics, okay. which like yeah, that's that's fine. This movie's better with Tom Cruise. But then it it gives a list of who was who turned down the role. I did not I I didn't do any research beyond this. This is all IMDb. Patrick Swayze, Emilio Estevez, Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, Matthew Broderick, Sean Penn, Michael J. Fox, Scott Baio, and Tom Hanks all turned down the role, allegedly, according to IMDb. That's a lot of names. A lot of famous names. Who was the first one? I already blanked out on the first one. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Swayze. I think that's the only other one that it works with. So all of these guys have gone on to, like, for the most part, great things in in certain regards like i think broderick is coming off 
Ferris Bueller. Um, like Sean Penn obviously wins an Oscar. Michael J. Fox is, you know, Nicholas Cage. We we had a long Cage dialogue last month. But Scott Bayo was on that list. Yep. <laughs> imagine, imagine Tom Gunn and Scott Bayo. Oh, what happened here is that Scott Bayo knows somebody who is like, hey, can you edit this IMDb fact and just like slide him into the middle of this list? That'd be really great for Scott. Thank you. I, the I Scott who I, should be on this list is Bacula. I would buy Scott Bacula oh. as Maverick. <laughs> You know it. You 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 know it. It actually kind of works. I could be talked into it. I could be talked into it. Actually, kind of works. Yeah. Last fact I want to go over: the film cast includes one Oscar winner and one Oscar nominee. Can you guys name each? Um. So, Meg Ryan. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is in it, and Meg Ryan. Tim Robbins is the Oscar winner. Is Meg Ryan the nominee? Cruz is the Cruz nominee. Is the nominee. Oh. For, for Born on the Fourth of July, and Jerry Maguire. All right. I think. Wow! Look at this film knowledge from you. Uh, know, all but, this is telling Tim me Robbins. is that Tom Skerritt got robbed over his career because nothing for Alien. Nothing. Really, I nothing mean, for that. Such a solid movie mustache. Such a solid <laughs> so movie good. mustache. How I is mean, that not a he's category? Nails in this movie. Mm-hmm. Fucking nails. Mm-hmm. Like he is so good. Um, let's take a quick ad break. I'm going to put it in right now so we don't have to worry about it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. So the most authentic, least authentic parts of this movie could go a lot of ways with this. Caroline, I was leaning on you for this. We kind of we kind of had a dialogue via text about that Top Gun in a way made itself authentic with the behavior of, of folks in the Navy. I can't tell you if it's authentic or not because it became authentic because people <laughs> emulated it. <laughs> like I was thinking about it and I was like, honestly, I can't t- like I don't know what came for like if this was actually how things were for the longest time or if this is an, an impact. I and, and I know that this is the little world, not little world, but the world that I lived in and did for eight years. Um, but it is in, the people that I met, I met a lot of people like that. The stuff that I found the most authentic, I really loved for a lot of reasons. The animal night at the Oak Club scene, um, which I just died laughing seeing the animal night thing there. Um, the way that they, it was great. The interactions between like the four, so Slider and Iceman and Maverick and, and cause they use like Goose is the, per, 
Goose is perfect. Like rewatching this, and it's not just because I was an NFL and I love my NFOs, but he just everything that he did was just so great to me because it was just the perfect wingman in the sense that NFOs are in this situation they're basically held hostage when they're in the air. <laughs> like when Maverick wants to buzz the tower, who's sitting there? Goose is like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> who's getting his ass chewed? Goose. Like he didn't, he had zero control over. Yeah. And Maverick did when, the right thing. When they're doing the it. one exercise and Maverick's like, I'm going to break off and go after this guy. And Goose yeah. is like, nope, stay don't with your it. wingman. Don't and do it. Like, nope, too bad. I mean, in the yeah. beginning when Cougar is like losing yeah. his nerve. And Merlin's back there like, hey, I th- hey guys, I think we got a problem. I can't do anything mm-hmm. about it, but I think mm-hmm. we got a problem. For people who aren't aware, there are no controls in the back of an F-14. So I've actually, a lot of people as like Top Gun stuff has come back around. I've gotten a lot of like tweets and texts and questions from people. And like, like, what does an NFO do? I'm, like, still trying to figure it out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but in a sense, like they run the weapon systems. They're calling out danger. They're monitoring fuel. They're monitoring systems. They're, you know. Um, sometimes do comms like it depends I think on how you want to run those things but like when on the p3 like we were doing comms the nav station like all sorts of stuff so like checking in with different places um and so the way and the other part too with the I'm actually uh, anyway so but yeah they're like held hostage back there <laughs> like because the the options for Merlin River in the first scene with Cougar he can eject or go into like if they cross which is a big choice that's a big yeah, so I do think that these things kind of like, and granted, like Goose dies in the eject scene, but they kind of treat it as like, oh, they ejected and they're back, they're back in the fleet. Like that's not usually how. They, maybe in the eighties it is, but like you're out for like that does numbers to your back and your spine, like in all sorts of. So it's you one of get my favorite parts the of the ocean. ending when the guys who ejected are just like, <laughs> hey, we're yeah, back, we're high fives, guys. <laughs> Like, and so I always look at it just like, these are your options when you're like, I am screwed. And so anyway, but I, there's like, when Goose is saying things like, do some pilot shit now. Felt <laughs> <laughs> that in my soul. Um, and so I just really enjoyed the like, the back and forth. They did a great job of playing junior officers, I thought. I thought that was like probably my most authentic thing was like, they, and again, don't know how much this is like, organic or because this movie but they gave me vibes of like my buddies that I would hang out with when we'd go out in in flight school or whatever and you know like the target rich environment comment like that's become a widespread like you know quotable thing uh you know how many asses did you have to kick on the list of long and distinguished oh just like my Johnson like like these childish like humor um but also they clearly had mutual friends and knew each other from flight school and so like all of that kind of stuff I thought was very gave me like the warm fuzzies with the, as far as authenticity went I think that's my my pick for most authentic target rich environment also works at like a golden corral it's <laughs> like a lot of options <laughs> I feel good about this cheesecake factory menu <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ryan is there is there anything that jumps out as the, the most authentic or realistic about this movie so obviously I don't have the same background that Caroline does which puts me at a bit of a disadvantage um I, I I choose to believe that it is authentic at the time that Tom Cruise was in fact charming enough that he could show up to a date late, unshowered, rudely asking to use the shower at your at your place and and totally get away with it. 
Like, totally get away with it. At no <laughs> point, like, she's not even a little mad. She doesn't pretend to be mad. She doesn't, like, make a comment about it. She's just like, nope, let's just keep going. Like, if anything, he makes her feel like she's an asshole because she didn't pour wine quick enough. <laughs> and it's fine. <laughs> she We're said all... no about the shower. <laughs> it's This movie is such a good reminder of, like, why Tom Cruise is a movie star. I think the Mission Impossible movies are very good, but I don't think they always, like, give you, like the full breadth of like how fucking charming peak Tom Cruise was. And this is like perfect because there are so many things he, his character does in the movie that you shouldn't like, or you shouldn't be okay with, but like, he's got the smile and he's got the wit and he's got like the, like the cutesy flirtsy thing. And it's just like, yep, totally. I totally buy that. He could get away with all that shit. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, it's he he shows up and she's like she's eating out of the palm of his hand yes. from the get go. Yes. yes. He like, not only does he have to take a shower, he basically does it when like he's like, While well, you finish making my dinner <laughs> that I'm late to. Oh, but, but surely you were late for a good reason. I had a volleyball game I had to go to part of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't even finish. And he's doing the like double hand watch check in. Like he's gotta have like both. Oh man, he does so much great. This is going to sound way dirtier than I mean, but especially because people listening can't see me, but that he has so much good handwork in this movie with like, you know, we were like, it's just, yeah. by the way, that fly by watch, that is also a thing that people do now again. It. Yes. And in this, and like in a, I saw one of my guy friends is like hitting on a girl at a bar, which again, not, not, not bright by on his part where he thinks that she wants to hear about his flying endeavors. Um, but he did, he did the fly by watch. He was like, so, and I, I looked over, I gave him so much shit. I was like, did you fly by watch to that poor girl? And he was like, well, I was telling her about my, and I was like, she doesn't want to know. I'm telling you right now. She doesn't want to know. Cruz also tracks in a bunch of sand to her house yes. because he was playing volleyball in jeans. <laughs> jeans do not eradicate nope. sand nope. easily. He it didn't get all, got all that out. It got all chunked up in the in the creases, like in the knee. Oh, oh you know he's itch, you know he's itchy as shit. You know he's itchy <laughs> oh, yeah. as shit. Then when he that's leaves. probably the most unrealistic part of the movie is he's like he's sitting there very comfortable, but like yeah. he's not. No. no, so much chafing would be happening. Yeah. Like, yeah. and well, then because when he leaves, he's like, you gotta go shower. And for a second, because I hadn't seen it in so long, I was like, does he shower at her house? But then he like got on his motorcycle and left. And she's he, just like, he leaves just as rudely as he arrived. And it's fine. <laughs> and it's totally fine. <laughs> when he leaves, she's like, <laughs> she's like, oh, so damn, I'm totally him. gonna fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's this like, there's this line of it's like this confidence line. Like if you are the cocky asshole, like you have to be charming. If you overdo it, if you if you don't have every single bit of charm, if you just cross it over where you're just even slightly unlikable, then suddenly everything you do, that person hates your yes. guts for it. Yes. Like he showed up late, he brought sand into my house, he asked to shower. I fucking hate this guy. Yeah. But he's just like right up to it where he's like, I'm doing everything that's completely unlikable, but I'm just charming enough where it's all gonna the pay off. First time he meets her, he follows her into the women's room, and it's somehow just like this is cute. Yeah, like we could do it right here. Like checks the sturdiness of the like eighties yeah, yeah. counter. But like, but like he's just smirky enough that it's like ah, oh, he's just kidding. he's just having fun. Her, I will add to the authentic part. One of my favorite, like she when when they meet at the bar, and she's like, 
Wait, are you a pilot? How long have you two been doing this act? Oh, I don't know. Since, uh... Puberty? Right, puberty. I'm Charlotte Blackwood. I'm Maverick. Maverick? Does your mother not like you or something? No, it's my call sign. You're a pilot. That's right, a naval aviator. <laughs> Is one of my favorite scenes. And it's, cause it's just like, he does this like... <laughs> I actually I am. I'm a naval aviator. And I just like I can oh my god, I get like heebie jeebies because again, I've had these interactions with people and it's just so fun where she's just like, oh my gosh. You're and it's and it's perfect because that's exactly what he thinks he deserves the reaction. Of. Right. Like right. that's what he is like, oh good. She's this is exactly she's, she's, oh she's yeah. it up. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's perfect to me that like, you know. I get annoyed that she then undoes all of this, like, I'm a boss bitch by them, like, hooking up with him. But, again, I don't blame her because he's charming as hell, and so it's, you know, I part do, of the movie. Like. I do have an authenticity question for Caroline. Uh-oh. And I honestly don't know, like, the, you can tell me anything and I'll believe it. <laughs> After Goose dies, there, like, some shit happens in rapid succession. Basically... Tom Cruise also has to be rescued from the ocean and watch yeah. his friend's lifeless body be lifted up like, you know, fucking. That's a brutal back. scene. Yeah, it's that not is. great. It's but not we, great. We didn't have to see him going in and out like that. Like, you got to pick one. But like, it, you can't have it. It also, like... at the same time, it reminded me, what was the mascot? <laughs> the NBA mascot. He passed oh, out. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in the, in the harness. Yeah, I think it was like the Grizzlies mascot. Was it the Grizzlies? I think it was yeah. the Grizzlies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're just hauling it up. <laughs> um, so, so that happens, and then like it appears as he is back on base, like sh- having just he's in his underwear in the bathroom, and Tom Skerritt walks in and says, "Goose is dead," and also immediately you have to get over it, you have to move on, <laughs> and like the way the way the story presents it. Within less than a week, I would say, within like two days, he's back in the air, and and they and they they talk about this. They they're acknowledging like we have to push him through this, and like if we let him wallow, he'll basically be done as a pilot. That I couldn't tell. It's like was this an accurate representation of if if you're in this situation and something super traumatic happens, like what would command actually do? Is this how they would react about like nope, you just got to keep pushing forward. No, so maybe the answer could be in the 80s, maybe. Right, right, sure. (laughs) Uh, Now there would be a much longer board or investigation process, and there would be a whole series of checks for him. One, again, the actual physical ability to get back in the The aircraft. Some people, yeah, some people, if you eject once, like that's it, like you're done, like that could be your career. And so having it like, he ejected and then also and the the death of someone in a training any death is obviously big in in terms of like the name like they take that very seriously if you die in a training act or like a training accident or training exercise um it's very like there's like the commander's not going to be like you need to get over it. This happens. Right. Like it doesn't right. happen. Like, right. Fuck so, your friend. Go. Yeah. Fly. Like, so for, for movie purposes, I get why they do it um i was kind of like can you have this conversation with him once he puts pants on because it just feels like a very like right 
demoralizing goes, thing. It goes to- against the theme of this movie, though. Like, not having yeah. pants is the whole- <laughs> yeah. Like, my dude's in tidy whiteies. Uh-huh. Like, getting a uh-huh. devastating pep talk from a very handsome Tom Scarrett, sure. by the way. Like, like man, we don't he- even, there's not even a funeral for Goose. No, no. no. We're just, no. like, back to Top Gun, baby. Yeah, I'm they like, show you damn, the board. we couldn't take, like, a couple days? Shit. Nope. <laughs> It's in like there. in it's like in Skyfall where M's like, yeah, Bond didn't pass any of the tests, but I sent him out there anyway. It's like the same thing. It's like he's actually not ready to fly right, at all. Let's put right. him back yeah. in this it's jet. Fine, it's fine. It's and, fine. And here's the thing: like, I do understand this. Like, gotta get him back out there. But at the same time, these are very expensive pieces of equipment. Sure, and they highlight. With, they talk about that. They got thirty million dollars. is not your plan. Yeah. It's the tax yeah. taxpayers' plan. And the reason they didn't want. The reason one of the reasons they don't want him to go back and get Cougar and Merlin is because if you lose two planes, that's way worse. Right. Like, you know, you can replace a pilot, you can't replace a plane as easily, which is like the callous way of like thinking about but, you know, like if you now run out of gas and you also crash, you're not doing anybody any good as part of the but yeah, like they would not now right now would not put someone back in the plane to help them work through their sadness okay (laughs) (laughs) this is not this is not put someone in a jet instead of going to therapy like you know you you needed the you needed the goose death and you needed maverick being off his game for a week because for the sake of the movie you needed like because everyone even though you shouldn't be, you're, you're like kind of rooting, like you assume that Maverick's going to win Top Gun and you yeah. need an excuse for that. But like my realistic thing was Iceman actually winning Top Gun because he's not a goddamn crazy person. Yeah. Like we get there and it's like, he, oh, this guy's a great pilot. And he's also seems like he, you know, he, he's there for all the right reasons. Like he sticks by <laughs> his wingman and he he I does love- everything right. It's like this guy should have been there. So his, his biggest beef is that Maverick is dangerous. Like, it just, I don't know why, but that cracks me. He's like, I don't like you because you don't follow the rules. Like, goes against, you know, like, this idea that, like, I don't know. It just cracks me up. I don't know what it is, but it's just something really funny to me that he's air chomping at him because he thinks he doesn't follow enough rules. Like, so, I don't know. Like, it's just it's counterintuitive. To me. I, I watched this with my wife who was like, I don't, I think I've seen it. I don't know. Like, maybe, I, I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. And, like, we quickly realized, like, for for practical purposes she has not seen top gun until we watched it and she was really struck by like the way Iceman is talked about in pop culture is as like the bad guy as the antagonist of this film and flatly that's not true like tom cruise tom cruise's enemy is himself arguably <laughs> is is what the movie is about and Iceman like doesn't really even do it's very hard to point to something and be like oh that's iceman being a bad like a bad person like yes he and tom Cruise, he and maverick have different philosophies about how they approach being a fighter pilot totally get it but like nothing he says is like strictly wrong or unkind even like it's it is very weird to rewatch it and be like oh like a I I total I totally agree with you, Kyle. Like it's not unsatisfying that Iceman and Iceman and Slider win. It's like, yeah, that's kind of seems like the right call, <laughs> and and it's like he's not really he's not really like the heavy or whatever in this. It's it's very it's very strange though because like casually it's just sort of like yeah, Iceman's the bad Iceman's yeah. the, the one you yeah. root against. 
Actually, Iceman was right. My column. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Maverick is dangerous. Man, Scarrett in this like long sleeve polo thing that he does when he has the dad talk with oh, Maverick yeah. after. It's excellent. There's just the hat. Just the hat that says Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want that hat. I guarantee you can get that on eBay. Guarantee. Etsy. I mean, At the very least, Etsy. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It kind of like with with Iceman and, and that whole thing, like I, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. And I like I have that exact same thing, that predisposition of like Iceman's because when we find out when we were talking about like Glenn Powell playing the Iceman part, I was like, oh, can he be like cocky asshole? And I'm like, wait a minute, like Iceman's fine. And you know right. who else is fine? Glenn Powell. So this should be fine. <laughs> like like all all of these pilots are cocky assholes, all of them. There's there's no yeah. like, oh, I'm the humblest guy in Top Gun. It's like, why are you here then? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just love Goose always playing off <laughs> Maverick. She's like, just the whole like we were inverted scene, whatever. He's like whispering the things where he's like, We had a you know, we, we <laughs> It's a great so romance. Much. He's perfect. Oh, I love him so much. Caroline, what's the least authentic part about this movie? The polos to me, man. I don't know <laughs> anyone who wore a polo under their flight suit. Again, this could all also be explained as 80s, just like as a broad brushstroke. But that is, I cannot explain to you how uncomfortable that would be in a flight suit. Like, just absolutely not like if you gave me a list of things that i could wear under flight suit that might be last on the list like t-shirt is like the softest cotton t-shirt you can find is what you should be wearing under your flight suit that's like it's wild to me that also if you're sweating that much it's too thick why are we adding that extra weight <laughs> drives me nuts uh and then probably the other part um is their makeout is just weird a lot of tongue so much time. Not a shadowy uh, tone. Oh, are we are we saying yet again that Tom Cruise wasn't really vibing while while getting intimate with a woman? Is that, is that what we're having to, it to say is here? So uncomfortable. We, do For you, having you, very little like actual like it is not a it's not a sex scene that you would be super worried about a kid like a you know kid being in the you know ten year old in the room like oh we gotta fast forward I, I mean I don't have kids I don't know. Um, but at the same time, it's yet still very unsettling. So that's a that's a reshoot. It is, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. was Which, it an audience thing that said they didn't? Yeah. Um, so, so, they, so, they basically were like, "Is she the love interest?" So this is my care? this is my inauthentic thing is is the romance. Yeah. Because Caroline's right. Basically, they showed this to test audiences, and they were like, "The relationship doesn't have a good enough payoff." And so they added, they added the sex scene. They added the elevator scene where she's wearing the hat and like, they're like, he's again, like super sweaty. Um, and they just added some more oomph to the relationship, which I was just like, we don't really need that because like his emotional connection in the film is goose. Yeah. Like, goose is the person with whom he has like arguably a much more emotionally intimate relationship, a much more like personal relationship. Um, and one that like makes more sense in a lot yeah. of ways. Like they all but say they all but say like I choose you. Like that's yeah. the whole theme of their thing. I also thought it sucked because the first half of the Kelly McGillis relationship is actually very satisfying when it's sort of like, hey, 
we can be flirty, but like, I'm not going to cross any lines. And also because I am a technical expert, I'm going to like assess your skill and call you out. Yeah. when I think you fucked up. Yeah. But then like, I swear to God, after that scene where she like, where he has a big feelings fest and is on the motorcycle and is like, you said I was a bad flyer and I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> and she like runs a red light to chase him down and all this shit. Um, after that, she like basically stops doing her Top Gun job. Yeah. Like you never see her again. There's never another like here she is talking about like the technical aspects of flying. Here's like what you should. She just like is only the love interest from that point forward. She might have gotten fired. <laughs> well, she got, that big, so. she got yes. that big promotion in yes, Washington. That's right. She got the big yeah. Washington job. And it was just, I don't know. It wasn't as interesting when she was just the love interest versus like the sense of like, oh, we are like pseudo peers and we are kind of like, because it, it is more interesting when it's like, here is a pilot who flies t- almost totally emotionally. Like his whole yeah. thing is like, you can't think. And here is a civilian who's super who's super sciencey super experienced but is like i approach all of this from a very technical rational perspective and it's like that's a good clash and it just gets thrown out the window so they can have weird shadowy makeout sesh (laughs) sandy it's it's kind of a hallmark of these jerry bruckheimer movies though like they always have to have a love interest and a lot of them don't work that well like we talked about carolyn we talked about con air like that what like that baby, that whole thing, baby like, girl just just looking at it like in days of thunder it doesn't really work that well in gone in 60 seconds it's it's one of the worst yeah. nicholas k i think we've talked about this nicholas cage has chemistry with literally no one um, just the car i mean yeah like i mean i know pearl harbor they were like hey what if what if pearl harbor but uh, a love triangle like that doesn't work it's just it's kind of a regular thing that they're forcing this in, but like that was my least authentic too of like, it didn't feel like it, it felt like at first, like the character of Charlie had way too much integrity to dip in with this cocky right. asshole. And then yeah. they shift it all the way into it. It's just a complete flip. I eighties were different when it came to that stuff. I get it. Like you gotta have, you gotta have that kind of appeal, I guess. But like, this is a movie that's about the relationships between dudes some of those relationships have a little more sexual firecrackers chemistry than others, but like it's, it's a, and that's like, I feel like that's, I mean, and Caroline, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like a lot of that is flying in general, like the relationship with, with, with your, your partner. Oh yeah. Up in the 100%. Air. And it like your relationships and camaraderie with your like wardroom and the people you fly with. Like um, I flew I think I was in the squad. I think I went on three straight deployments without with having one of the same guys as a pilot the whole time. And one guy's a flight engineer. And the first time I flew without them, I was like, this feels wrong. Like, and you rotate more with that. Cause we would do like three month deployments. And now I think they're on longer, like six month ones, but we'd be out for three months and then home for three and then out. And, you know, and so you got to fly with a bunch of different people, which was great, but it was also like, it was just this great, it's the fraternity. I don't like, that's the easiest way to describe it is like with all of us together. I mean, it's just dudes. And like, we ever felt out of place as the women in the, in the wardrobe, but um, you experience a lot of shit together. Like sometimes literally, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is. And I think for me too, watching it, like, again, there are 
outside of the people that they stage in the bar or at the top grad ceremony, there are two women in this movie and it's Kelly McGillis and, and Meg Ryan. One is literally a spouse, military spouse. I think actually I love that relation. I love that they had Goose as, cause that's, that's so accurate. Like not every single person that you're going to fly with or that you work, that you're in the squadron with is some like maverick let me go see how many women i can pick up like because there are a lot of the, a lot of naval academy guys get well not just naval academy but navy guys will get married right out of college and so you have like you know goose is probably 26 27 in this movie somewhere in there um and having a wife and a young kid is completely accurate like that's what happened so i love that even that dynamic though it's like i even wrote my notes it's like she's a great military spouse with her relationship with maverick i thought was also very special like that was more authentic to me than maverick's relationship with with charlie um and it just it, it's a little disappointing <laughs> for a while they had talked about the sequel basically just gender flipping roles and i was like i don't know where i heard that or if it was just a rumor like whatever but i remember my buddies and I were like please for the love of god do not do this because there's already enough that women in the military have to deal with and stigma and assumptions and stereotypes and all this. I was like, please don't make a movie about a female pilot sleeping with someone. <laughs> please. That'd be that'd be the toughest of looks. <laughs> For the love Authentic of God. Part. What if it's Scarrett though? What if it's Scarrett? <laughs> <laughs> all right, take all of them. <laughs> Dude, Authentic part insane. though, Goose, the, the marriage, like if you have the opportunity to marry Meg Ryan, marry Meg Ryan. Very, <laughs> yeah, very, Ryan. very yeah. authentic. Yeah. Uh, and so also the kid um, comes back. He's the he's Rooster in the new movie. So it's kind of that a, is Miles Teller. That right? is Miles Teller. Which, Miles by the Teller. way, if you look at it, you go like, really? That guy playing Goose's son? You will believe it by thirty minutes in. You're like, oh shit, yeah, I see it. Yep, hundred percent. I'm pretty yep. in on Miles Teller in general, yeah. actually. Yeah. Like I've I've been kind of waiting for this, but let's get into what worked about this one stuff that. You know, some of the stuff that we haven't touched on in, in the 53 minutes that we've been talking about this movie. I I just I want to throw out the sound in this movie. Like, again, the Tony Scott Hallmark. But like, have have either of you guys gotten to see this in a theater? No, no. I know they did a re-release around one of the anniversaries, but no, I've never seen it. No, I man, thought they I were going to put this out in my local theater and they, they didn't. And like the whole time I was doing my rewatch, I was like, God damn it. This would be, this would still be an incredible theater movie. Like Tony Scott makes those things hum. It is incredible. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Like, and it, it's max. I, I just, I love any of the aviation scenes from like any sort of carrier apps. Like that's like where I really nerd out and like, Oh yeah. Like carrier arms are just so cool to see, like all the hand signals. And it's, I, I tweeted this, but like it's absolutely wild to me that we can like fly planes off the of boats. Like, I understand, like, I understand the physics of it and how it works, like all that. But just like, I want to, like, the first time someone suggested it, I would have loved to have been there. Like, you know, hear me out. <laughs> Hey, what if we wait wait till you hear my sweet landing idea <laughs> where do they come back to right here don't worry how are don't they it's not of room there's a very there's strong a... rope that they'll catch <laughs> there's a rope <laughs> like, it's just wild but i just it's the sound and i just hope they're all wearing double hearing protection <laughs> it's important I mean... kids on the flight line, you got to wear your double hearing protection. That's why I can still hear. I've got great hearing. 
Caroline, we talked last week about how it took Battleship well over 30 minutes to like actually get into it, get into the alien attack yeah. that uh, they decided to center the movie Battleship on. This movie, like less than 15 minutes, we get the, you characters are going to Top Gun. Just want to serve my country, be the best fighter pilot in Navy, sir. Don't screw around with me, Maverick. You're a hell of an instinctive pilot. Maybe too good. I'd like to bust your butt, but I can't. I got another problem here. I gotta send somebody from this squadron to Miramar. I gotta do something here. I, I, I still can't believe it. I gotta give you your dream shot. I'm gonna send you up against the best. You two characters are going to Top Gun. Danger Zone plays, we're in. Like, it's how every movie should be. Like, yeah. great action sequence. You're going to Top Gun. We got our plot. We're, we're all done. Yeah. That's fantastic. And, every movie. And the way that, that they, like, we're getting chewed out and then we're grinning because they knew how cool Top Gun was, was such a, yeah. You know, and even we talked about Kenny Loggins, but Harold Baltimore, <laughs> which still sounds like a made up name. Um, the, the, like the early, like just the bell sound, like that you can create that much recognition and just, it gets me amped up. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is so some awesome real Florida shit, but I knew a guy who would play that. He had like a a ski boat and he had like a big <laughs> speaker set up on the top of it. And he would play that right before he went like wakeboarding and <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh my God. That, that is some Florida shit. Ryan, what is, what is something that worked about this that we haven't talked I about? I totally agree with the opening in part because it like, it totally establishes who everybody is and like what the characters are about without like, without any real exposition. So I thought that was really satisfying. Um, the, the, the other thing that I think works really well is the ending. Like, I like how much the ending mirrors the opening, both in terms of like where we are, who's there, what we're doing there. Um, and, and it feels satisfying because it, it ties so many, it, it, it ties, it doesn't leave anything like unsettled. Like we settled Tom Cruise's relationship with the death of his, his closest friend. It settles like his growth as a pilot and a member of a team. It settles his shit with Iceman. It like re like reaffirms his talent as a, as an aviator. It's just like a supremely satisfying ending to a movie that like it, it doesn't leave you wanting anything else. Like for as good yeah. as Top Gun is, it's not a movie you leave being like, oh, man. And I hope I wish there had been this. No, like that ending checks every box so thoroughly and so satisfyingly. And, and I think part of why that is, honestly, it ratchets up the tension so aggressively because we've just spent, you know, an hour 15 watching people say boom you're dead kind of like the way you would do with a friend playing in the backyard or something like i point this at you the lock you know it says it's, i've got missile lock and therefore you're quote unquote dead yeah but then we like get into real shit and now we're shooting planes down and now <laughs> like people's like you know the stakes get raised so quickly and so unexpectedly that when it resolves the way that it does like you're like, oh my god! I was I was worried for my sweet boys for a minute there, but everybody's okay. 
I was gonna say it has one of my favorite I don't know if trope is the right word but any movie that gives me a control room celebration sure. after a tense moment yes I am so in like I don't right. Usually very very like Apollo thirteen. Yes. 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 Oh yeah. Like that. That's like the peak yes. of that. Yes. And you know anything that has like a bunch. Of, you know Armageddon has it. A lot of space movies. But anytime there's like a huge serious thing and there's people watching in, you know Times Square is always like the go-to where everyone like flocks to Times Square like they're yeah. going to go watch CNN on like the, you know they have for the Martian and like all the you know I think even Hidden Figures had a similar like you know again space movies space movies. Um, but I love a good control room. And then you have like the deck celebration, which like, I just like, I don't know for cheesy reason, they bring in all the deck crew. They're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, that is star Wars. Everyone's like, let's do it. We did it. Mm-hmm. You know, shut down the death star. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like, I agree. I like the, the synergy you know, the symmetry that they execute with the beginning being awesome and the ending being awesome. And, yeah, you're right. Because the middle is like they're training; they're doing training exercises the entire time. And while there's still serious things that happen, rest in peace, goose. Um, it's not as, <laughs> you know, high stakes. Well, and the middle is training us because at the end, like piggybacking on what Ryan said, the ending being satisfying, we can follow that action really, really easily. Like Tony Scott gives us the tools and throughout the movie, like we're figuring out the missile lock thing, not leaving your wingman, a lot of the tropes that suddenly like it's giving us this playbook of this is why this stuff matters. I mean, it's, you know, not to keep taking it back to unstoppable, probably the best runaway train movie ever, but like throughout the whole movie, they're giving you all this train lingo and you're, you know, you start out the movie not knowing shit about trains and then you're like, Hey, it can't, you can't take a curve this fast. Like it's just not going to work. And it does the same thing with, like with speed. the planes and like, it, oh, <laughs> love speed. We we're doing Ryan, speed. We gotta get Ryan we're doing speed. speed. <laughs> we're doing speed. Ryan's like that's, speed's on. I have a lot of listen, that's, speed. that's a sports movie. That's a driving movie. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a college football movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're well kept. The, uh, <laughs> we have, but we just have this great awareness of what's going on. Cause like with the, 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 the flying and all this, it'd be very easy to kind of lose perspective on what's happening. Like you could see that scene getting away, you know, really quickly. And we have an exact grasp of what is going on in that scene. So like from that perspective our really our only true, like quote unquote battle scene is great yeah. because there that's like the downfall of a lot of action movies is like, Hey man, I don't, I don't really know what the fuck is going right. on right now. Right. Like there's just a lot of explosions and a lot of, you know, like not to, besmirch Michael Bay who has done some stuff I really like and then some other stuff that I'm like I'm probably never going to see this again like he can get a little trigger happy where it's just like we got a lot of flame we got a lot of smoke you got you kind of need to figure it out whereas this felt so precise and this is it's 1986 like it's incredible yeah it only works I think if you have the center of this movie be training because I don't think if you just went straight like war movie with this I don't think you get the same payoff um because yeah. I, I just don't think you have to have the part of the lower stakes to appreciate the higher stakes so if you're just at high stakes the entire time i don't think it works as well um it's you just also, it's, you also need that because like if the friction between all of these people who like tom scarrett says it and i think iceman says it too it's like we're all on the same team here like at the yeah. end of the day and and if you if you do too much of that in actual combat or like pseudo combat like the opening scene is it's like oh no tom cruise is an asshole he is yeah, yeah he is dangerous it turns out 
it turns out some your ego playing chunks, your body can't cash. Alternative so ending. Lines. Maverick goes rogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many. Caroline, what else worked about this one that we haven't touched on? Um, let's see. Um, I really, I just think that. Sorry, but hey, Bennett. Um, I really like the scare. I've talked about Tom Scare. Tom Scare works just so perfectly in this role. Like he's just on so many levels. So, like he's just handsome as all get out. By the way, just throwing that out there. Um, but the I really liked other than the really bizarre like get over it scene. Um, the you know you'll get your Rio when you get to the ship. He's like, not call me, I'll fly with you. Like, I just, I don't know what, it, that works for me. Like, I just think it's just like, oh, that's so sweet. Um, <laughs> I, just, I mean, I you it. talked about it last week with Battleship. Like, you love Liam Neeson as like the, just the grizzled, yes. salty old commander and scared is like the, the upgraded version of that. Yeah, and you get a lot of the like, I can't believe we've made it this far without mentioning the butts quote. <laughs> I want some butts. Give me some butts. Um, it's just like <laughs> they're the principal from Ferris Bueller. Right? No. Back to the now? future. Back to the future. Not yeah. Ferris Bueller. Back to the future. Yeah. 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 Um, he's the perfect, like, I don't know if it works for me or doesn't work for me, the amount of smoking that happens in this movie. <laughs> that was my wife's A lot question of, like, as the, well. The thick cigar smoke. Yeah. yeah. Like Thank God I did not serve in the 80s for multiple reasons because probably wouldn't have been there in the 80s. Just, I wouldn't have been welcome. <laughs> but they are in like a, the command and control, whatever you want. I forget like the, the act where they would do all this in the in the ship. That is an enclosed space. Right. There are not windows in there. And it you looks, can see it looks how like a submarine interior, is what it looks <laughs> like. <laughs> the man is nonstop smoking. And not only that, but like when they're getting their initial brief at Top Gun. The lieutenant, one of the lieutenants is just smoking a cigarette. And I'm just like, <laughs> it is a wild time in the 80s, like for so many reasons, but just like wild, wild stuff there. And so that, but it also fits into the stereotype of like, you know, salty naval officer smoking a stogie while fighting Cold War. Like, I don't know, it just like fits perfectly as well. So it like somehow works and works for me. Um, yeah, I think that's. There's so many great seasons for me. Sweat and cigarettes. You could just argue that those ships smelled like a strip club. Yeah. Just nothing, nothing but just the, the when the cigarette just, smoke is like ingrained in the walls. Just no clear. Yeah. That's the only. Difference. <laughs> just, it gets it gets in all of them. It's Listen, fog, if there would have been damage. if there would have been a movie where a couple guys would have thrown on some body glitter, mm-hmm. it would have been this one. I mean. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can say it about this movie. It works that there's massive sex appeal in this movie. Like, it's why it was so successful. It's why we talk. I mean, Val Kilmer. Listen, Val Kilmer from 93 to 95, he was nominated for an MTV Movie Award for Most Desirable Male three times. That's that's respect. Put some respect on that man's sex appeal. Yeah. Um, He he is another part of this movie that super works. Like, is is playing a very difficult part because he has to be the hard ass. He has to be like, he, he, Caroline's right. Like his main complaint is sort of like, eh, you don't follow the rules, but also like, you know, I have to be super cocky and, and like totally works in a way that like, you don't root for him necessarily, but you're also, you also don't walk away from it being like, Oh, fucking ice. Oh, fuck that guy. Right. 
Right. You don't think he's like a narc? No. Right. No, because there's one. Mo- there is one moment that like gets very close to that when they when they get their assignments right after graduation, and he goes up to Back to the Future Principal, and he's like, "This isn't personal," but. And Back to the Future Principal is just like, what do you, what do you fucking think this is? A group project in high school? No, just fucking go get in your plane. You don't get to pick your teams. Just, <laughs> just get out there. You're you're a slacker, Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, he is wonderful in this. Absolutely yeah, perfect. Works. I mean, no one can do other than dogs. No one can do that air chomp as good as he does. Like it's just like a skill that is I didn't know anyone had but he's the best at it. Like there's also no reason for him to do it. I I don't in rewatching that. I was like, I don't know why at that moment he was like, like going to get you. (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. It's also interesting because like what Val Kilmer had done to that point and arguably like what the things he is best known for are like a little more playful and a little more like fun than than this role this is not a particularly like you know he it this is not doc holiday this is not like i get the best lines and i get to be sort of like the freewheeling one like there it isn't jim morrison where he's just on another planet it's not it's not kiss kiss bang bang it's not fuck it's not willow like (laughs) willow is a movie that people have a lot of different opinions on but like the, the usually i think when i think of val kilmer in roles it's like a very playful thing the saint is another good example of about where they're just like yeah man just like have fun with it but this is one where it was like nope because i think before this the thing he had most recently done was real genius which if you haven't seen you should really make time for real genius it is arguably (laughs) the best movie where uh a house full of popcorn is part of the key (laughs) is like the key element of the plot anyway and and yeah, this asks something different of him that like I thought he handled really well because because I do think he could have played the Maverick role and done perfectly fine. Yeah, what am I, Caroline? I I don't know if I've thrown this out on a on a show before or not that you've been on, but like one of my favorite things to think about is taking a character that an actor played in another movie and subbing in that character for for that role. What is the most fun Kilmer character sub in and the most fun Cruise character wow. sub in in this movie? Wow. I think I'm going to go the Saint. I think that's probably the I don't Well, I don't know his Bruce Wayne's pretty good too. The idea of Jim Morrison being in Top Gun. <laughs> Wait, are we going most believable or funniest? Because then, like, just that's funny, just answer. funniest. We're, we're okay, doing then, this yeah, for the Jim content. Morrison, yeah, Jim Morrison. Um, for Cruz. Oh, why did I just go to Jack Reacher? <laughs> <laughs> um, his, his, it's his Tropic like Thunder as, character. Yes, yeah, I was, the, I was like, you didn't hear say Tropic Thunder. Because as much as I, I actually... Was Tom Cruise one of the actors where for the longest time I was like, I don't like Tom Cruise. That's not these movies are. I just like Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible Two, Mission Impossible Three. Actually, Three is terrible. Which are basically the only movies he makes anymore, right? Mission (laughs) or Mission Impossible ish movies. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I really, really like uh, Minority Report, and then I started listening, and I was like, oh, I do like all the Tom Cruise movies. It was kind of like me with Maroon Five. It was like a really sad moment (laughs) where I was like, oh no, I think I like a lot of their songs. Because you think you're just like, I only like the one. 
and then all of a sudden you're like oh shit i just named seven of them um <laughs> but i think yes tropic thunder is the funniest um can i offer yeah. one that is the most that is the i think the the real life this should have been a val kilmer role and somehow it became a tom cruise role yeah interview yeah. with the vampire Yes. Oh yeah. Like and and I that's not to say Tom Cruise isn't good in it. He's that very would good. also be a funny sub into this movie. <laughs> but it's yeah, that's true. But it's it's like saying it now, it's like, how is Val Kilmer not an interview with the vampire? How is yeah. that possible? Because he he could do the cruise role or the pit role. He could do yeah. the Kirsten Dunst role in a pit. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Man, if you put Brad Antonio Pitt in... Banderas is in this movie. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> if you have Brad Pitt and Val Kilmer, that's a lot of that's a lot of like early or mid eighties sexiness right yeah, there. Like yeah. that's yeah, woo! that's true. Like I, I was I was looking for a movie clip today for something else, and I stumbled upon this has nothing to do with literally anything except for Brad Pitt. I stumbled upon the end scene of Meet Joe Black, and like, what a fucking ridiculous <laughs> long movie that is. <laughs> When he when he spoiler alert says he's he's the devil or no he's the angel of death mm-hmm. but he spoiler alert says he's an IRS agent and then death and taxes and it's like God what, who made this yeah. somebody was <laughs> like boom <laughs> from downtown that movie I nailed it that movie I was like what are we doing that movie does have the 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 scene of him getting hit by the cars which is mm-hmm. is just like mm-hmm. it's just ridiculous yeah. We'll save that. Well, maybe we'll make that. I always say Bull Durham is going to be the last episode of this podcast. Maybe the second last will be Meet Joe Black. Just to stop everyone from listening. Just let everyone down easily. Um, so what didn't work about this one? We, we've talked about some stuff. We talked mainly about the, the love. I, Caroline, I want to throw this out to you. Okay. Maverick goes through Top Gun. Got to imagine it's an expensive training experience. Yeah, flies then flies one combat mission right after he's done. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're and going he's to. like hanging up, hanging it up, walking off into the sunset, yeah, like no. full, full John Elway. I'm done. I'm going to go run the team now. Folks, I got to tell you, the Navy <laughs> does not does not work in such a way that you do one thing and they're like, whatever you want to do next, it's yours. Well, they would be like, all right, you're going to go. You're going to go to Pensacola. <laughs> It's amazing how many how many parallels how many parallels I've been able to make to this episode and the episode we did last week on Battleship. But again, it's like the Stetson Bennett thing of like, hey man, you did what we needed you to do. You could do anything you want in the world now. Yeah, I was saying last week, I was like, this guy is probably thirty years old, like Taylor Kitsch, the end of Battleship. Like they're not gonna be like, Hey boys, you ready to come get dirty with the big boys down like SEALs training? Like you're not that's not happening. Good lord. Um, and it's funny because like, that's one of the things I've heard people, the first question people asked me after I was like, saw Top Gun too. It's great. Several people were like, do they explain how he's still in the Navy? (laughs) (laughs) And they do. Cause they're kind of like, oh, okay. How do we explain that he's been in for 30 years and it's still somehow flying jets? Um, because that, that's definitely not realistic. (laughs) Cause really why when it's, it's maybe counterintuitive. I don't know if it is or it isn't. But when you finish, you're like the the youngest that you're ever going to be is when you have like the most like stick time or flying time or like, you know, you're out there doing it because then you come back as like, like department heads and you're more like you're pushing papers and you fly every once in a while to like keep your mate, you know, like keep your 
qualifications up and then you're like in charge of, of those people and so the most fun tour is your first one because you're actually doing the shit like you're actually flying and doing it so the I don't think I mean I think it's very that doesn't really work for me at the end where they're like your choice wherever you want to go like you also could not just be like I want to be a top gun instructor <laughs> <laughs> I want Viper's job. Yeah. Fire him. <laughs> put me into it. Yeah. Like, just what the fuck, dude? Yeah. But I have a I mortgage. <laughs> You've been to my house. <laughs> um, I can see if he was near the end of his rotation. Like they could give you like your detailer could be like, okay, we'll get, we'll hook you up with some sweet, sweet orders. But if he's not near the end of his like operational rotation, like they're not, giving him wherever he wants to go um so yeah that didn't really hit for me if you will um i like the concept of him taking viper's job just like walking off the ship be like okay you're you're done yes it's like it's like my favorite part of the sandlot is you can hypothetically assume that benny the jet rodriguez got the dodgers to fire vin scully and install his friend small (laughs) to be the play-by-play guy which is which is a lot of fun to think about um, Ryan, has there ever been a movie where someone says, quote, I don't date students and then not then dated their student? Oh, God. <laughs> not that I can. <laughs> like the ultimate teaser of like, oh, they're going to date a student. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. definitely going to date a student. Yeah, it's pretty. And and here's the thing. Once she decides, at no point does she feel bad about it. At no point is she like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Jesus they don't like, really oh. hide it either. They go on like a double date yes. with Goose and yes. Meg Ryan. Yes, <laughs> yes. And everybody's just like, this is great. We love this. Fucking awesome. Because I feel like that would have been where they actually got some sort of... So one, one thing that didn't work for me, it was the... I think the dad storyline was a little shoehorned in. Like, I didn't get a lot of payoff from that. It's not, it's not very well developed. Right. And I almost would rather that they get rid of the dad storyline and almost they could have done a little bit more to ratchet up the drama between Iceman and Maverick with regards to his relationship with Charlie. I think you could have added something where then it's like he takes over on the leaderboard that we never see and his magical and points don't matter. Um, and Iceman has this thing where it's like, oh, it's because you've got this relationship with the blah, blah, blah. Just, the dad thing could, I think they do a much better job with it that type of storyline in the second one. Um, I just don't think it's just not fully fleshed out to me. Like it's mentioned a couple of times. He like, just he's gone missing from a mission, but it's he's kind, like, it's buddies kind with- of confusing because they, they try to present it as like the one thing I think the movie doesn't really know what to do with is the idea of like Maverick is dangerous. Yeah. Because the two ways they sort of latch onto that are the dad thing, which is sort of like supposed to be like, just like your old man. But then we find out like, nope, his old man did nothing wrong. And it was just like, basically the state department was like, that's embarrassing. So we can't let anybody know about that. (laughs) Yeah. At first they, when they, when they say that originally, you're like, oh, is his dad like a drunk? Did his dad do something horrible? It's like, no, a mission just broke bad for the guy. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. And then, and then the other, this is really tricky because the movie makes the decision, obviously, that like we're going to kill Goose, but they can't make it Tom Cruise's fault. And that's yeah. where it's like, I understand why they make that choice because I don't think you could honestly put him back in a plane if it had been his fault, either legally or just from a character development point. You couldn't yeah, do that. You can't, he can't be the hero in the 
led to Gusta. Yes, but it is sort of like jarring to go from here is like a guy who makes decisions all the way to the edge and is like kind of taking risks that maybe he shouldn't and then have that sort of payoff in a way that is like, but you had nothing to do with it, but it's not your fault. It's it just felt a little incongruous. The last thing I have to say about Charlie, though, is why is she there at the end? Like, I'm, I'm fine that he decides to go back to Top Gun. I understand that that's not how it works. And, like, I think it's confu- it's a little bit of a confusing choice. But, like, she's supposed to be gone. She's supposed to be, like, in Washington. Why would she know that he's coming back? Why would she be back? And it's not that satisfying. Like, no. I would be much happier if he, like, goes to that bar and Viper is there. I would be much happier. I would be much happier if he goes to that bar and Meg Ryan is there. And it's sort of like, mm-hmm. hey, this is like a good, like, this is still your found family that you sort of have something of a relationship with. Or How something. would you have felt if there was a force ghost of Goose there? What's he wearing? <laughs> is he wearing his volleyball outfit? <laughs> <laughs> it's Goose. It's Goose. It's Maverick's dad. And it's and it's Yoda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's you know what so Hayden Christensen. It is messed up. They went to Anthony Edwards. They were like, "All right, it's time for the sexy volleyball scene. We've got we've got Slider and we've got Iceman." And they're like, "Man, there there are abs, guys. Like that's what we're really going with them. With a lot of abs shots, a lot of oil. Tom Cruise, he's our butt guy. Like my wife called that out right away. They're like, "Oh, he's in jeans because he looks fucking great in them." <laughs> Like it's, a, it's an absurd race for volleyball, but he like his butt looks great in the jeans. And they're like, and Anthony Edwards, you're gonna wear a loose, a loose cut off <laughs> shirt and board shorts because you're sexy. You're, you're like mentally guy. sexy. That's you. You're <laughs> no, you're our you're our practical dresser at the beach. <laughs> you're the yeah. only one who's like. Like all you guys may look good in what you're wearing, but guess who's not going to be sunburned That's right. Tomorrow? That's right, like, buddy. <laughs> Guess who's not chafing in jeans? Me. <laughs> like every, everybody else is like, yep, we're just showing off their hot bots. Anthony Edwards, please keep your shirt on like an embarrassed child at the pool. <laughs> oh my God, it's perfect. Oh my God, it's wonderful. I just, oh. I want to say that the, I think there are three locker room towel scenes. Mm-hmm. Three. Uh, they work. Yeah. <laughs> I know we're past that section, but you know, I'm, I'm also this is this is the least important th- quibble I have. There's a bulletin board in the locker room, and I'm like, that paper's definitely not lasting. What are you talking about? These guys are like running up against like they're like, hey, here's the cafeteria. Come on, guys. It's so perfect, like. It's just how many so... shirtless face to face stare downs are there in the men's oh, locker room? Many. It's a small and it's a small locker. There's not a lot of privacy yeah. at all. No. I texted I texted Caroline this uh, earlier, but like Steven Soderbergh did a silent cut of Raiders of the Lost Ark with just music from Trent Reznor. And you you can tell like exactly what's going on in the movie. You just like they should do that with this, but it's seventies porn music, and they're just playing that in the locker room scenes, and it, it probably works perfectly. <laughs> you would not notice if they swapped it out. Uh, it's just it's just incredible. It's just an incredible like romance flick, and that they they lean into it, and it's perfect, and like maybe hilarious that it's become like this big, like again all these like macho dude friends i have 
love this movie and it's just so full of all this like male sexual tension it's beautiful like it's yeah. just and then yeah. kyle and i were texting and he's like but like charlie doesn't make the top three of maybe not even the top five of like chemistry that tom cruise has with other actors on the screen <laughs> like <laughs> It's there's there's a line principle from back to the future number one with a bullet i'm scared it's top three I mean, like, like you could you could have seen it you could have seen a scene where principal back to the future is just ripping cruise a new one and cruise just like slowly grabs a cigar and like takes a drag yeah, from it it's yeah, like the really. it's like the scene from power of the dog when they're sharing the cigarette there's a line where viper is explaining or maybe sorry, I think it was Jester, the first guy that they talked to. Michael, that talked Michael to the Ironside, gun. the great Michael yes. Ironside. Yeah. The great Michael Ironside is telling them basically like in Vietnam we had a twelve to one or whatever it was. Like he's doing all these things and people we got too loose with our dog fighting. And one guy, the two of them are sitting so close. Like I don't understand why everyone sits so close in this. Everything movie. in this movie is cramped. Yes. Everything there, in this movie is cramped. And, and in this situation, there was no need. Like the guy's got his arm on the back of the chair. And and what and I think it was Wolfman says, like, this gives me a hard on. Yes. Yes. And the other guy goes, Don't tease me. Yes. <laughs> this is like 25 minutes into the movie. He says and that he, like, he says that again. In like the final <laughs> battle scene, like when they're getting ready to leave the ship, I think he says, or in the briefing, I think he says the same thing. He's like, oh, I'm getting hard or some shit like that. Funniest thing. I just could not, and I didn't catch it until the second, like when it was, it was on before we started recording and I had it just, and I was like, what did he just mm-hmm. say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wound it and wrote it down. You could take like, this movie a lot of different directions. It'd be much funnier <laughs> if the response that had been like, that is not work appropriate. <laughs> Like I don't want to that. fly with this guy. I don't want to work with this guy anymore. The good news is oh if you're God. if you're the Rio, you're in the back, so you're like as far away from the stick yeah, as like, you can be in the plane. Funny, funny, absolutely crazy. I actually think Wolfman's probably the underrated star of the film. Maybe not the pinch hitter award that we'll get to, but like he also is the one that for some reason gets on a payphone and calls Charlie to say yeah. that yeah 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 like he suddenly has her phone number (laughs) and is so (laughs) invested in their relationship and knows about it that he's like charlie can fix this (laughs) (laughs) is the airport scene is great too mostly because she calls him out she's like you don't even have a plane ticket anywhere why are you drinking ice water in the airport park (laughs) like a fucking child failing to run away from home (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he packed his suitcase with nothing in it. <laughs> Maverick sitting at the end of the driveway, just like I'm really leaving this doing time. Doing it, doing it. I got my bindle. Um, Caroline, are are call signs as good in real life as they are in this? Because I think the call signs in this movie, top to bottom, are like fucking great. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yes, and there's gonna be again next week on for the win. I'm gonna talk to my buddy from grad school who was an F-18 backseater for Marines, and he was in charge of their kangaroo court that does call signs. So call signs are an instrumental part to, like, jet Navy. Like, they are, everybody gets a call sign. It's, like, just a thing that happens. Um, And usually they're based off of, they're based off of usually one of two things. One, if your name lends itself to, um, so in the credits for Top Gun, they they credit all the people that helped from like Top Gun and U.S. Navy, or whatever. 
and there's a guy whose last name is cock and his call sign is horse like horse cock (laughs) (laughs) perfect it makes me laugh <laughs> such a child. Wait, so that's in the t- in this Top Gun, the original? <laughs> yeah, it's in the credits of like a real right. that is it's a like real a- guy. That is a guy that helped right. him on the movie that either I think it's not a character. The play. It's right. not a character. Right. This is yes. a real human being whose name was Horsecock. <laughs> like this is a grown man who went by horse for his own. And so there are some that and they have thankfully improved over time with regards to uh diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of things that no longer no pun intended fly i think there's a good example in this movie where the one uh african-american pilot yeah. is sundown that's yeah. not something that's pretty bad that's that stood out yeah yeah Tough and so work. you're like funny uh but it is something so it's so yeah it's either based on your name or if you did something stupid or something funny, stupid happened to you. Right. Um, and so like, it all also like some of those words, like the cool ones, like Viper, like Maverick, like some of those are just kind of, if you're good, those are the ones that get handed out. Like um, in other parts of aviation, like it's not a guarantee that you get a call sign. The same rules apply that if something happens, like we had a guy in our squadron, <laughs> that was slight like he wasn't even overweight he just like had a like belly in his flight suit so just and well, again wasn't even that bad but this is how like mean people are he was prego for his entire <laughs> <laughs> like and so it's all very for, like i wish michael ironside had been like calling out his life and so he's like iceman prego <laughs> So we had some real, so I actually, I do have a call sign. My call sign is Carl and I got my call sign because I was saluted and called sir twice, separate occasions on the same deployment. And I told our officer in charge, LB, which was little buddy, because he was just a little guy. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, He's a short, short king officer. Yeah, he, oh my God, I am, LB is like one of my favorite humans alive. I am obsessed with LB. He's like the coolest dude. And so I remember I was, so I, always got when you're flying for multiple hours like i wanted to be the most cozy as possible obviously so whenever i went on deployment i would get when i got the squadron i ordered a size bigger in the desert flight suit so i could be like cozy for some reason they were like way bigger than just one size bigger and by the end like they the pants looked like jinkos like they're just like (laughs) like you know like fraying on the bottom and all that stuff but i cinched in the waist and i had like my like tactical under armor sunglasses my like boonie cover and so most of the people that you see are men because there's more, way more men in the military. So these younger enlisted guys were walking and were passing. And so default is naturally just to say, sir, like, it's just whatever. And so then they were like, sir, oh, ma'am, oh, like, oh, whatever. So I got to where the office, whatever. And I, he was like, what's your deal? You look all, I was like, this guy just called me, sir, man, what the hell? And he was like, all right, Carl. Um, <laughs> and then fast forward like two weeks. And he was from, he was from St. Simon's Island, Georgia. I love LB. I'm obsessed with him. Um, and it happened again. I told him again, which was my fault. Um, and he did this. He laughed. He's like, ah, oh, Carl. What up, Carl? Cool. And, I heard, and so when we flew, he emailed the skipper and was like, Caroline's call sign is now Carl. Like, this is official. Like, <laughs> it seems like it was a missed opportunity for call sign Jinko. Yeah, I know, right? There, so for a while early on, I was laugh track. That one didn't stick as much, which I think it's pretty obvious. That one. Um, 
I'm trying to think. Oh, we the other one that you guys would like that was really funny was um, we had this guy show up, and whenever people would show up to the squadron or leave, we'd have a people were showing up and going all the time. Like you'd have like one every month or whatever. So every couple months or so, we'd have what we called a hail and bail. So like you'd say bye to the people that were leaving, and then like welcome the new people that showed up. And so we had one of those, and this guy showed up, and on you fill out this like um piece of paper that has like your name like where you're coming from whatever and there's a line for call sign because there's a small chance that you get one in flight school which doesn't happen often this guy put that his call sign was big sexy (laughs) 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 he was like a a nice guy but kind of a goober like this big dude and they were like oh okay big sexy well now you're big squishy <laughs> he was hey, big squish. When you, big when you squish. present all these other ones, Carl seems pretty fucking good. I got I know, I, yeah. It seems like you kind of got off easy. Yeah, there. Carl. I will take every. My dad actually calls me Carl. So that's great. He, and so my yeah, my dad was an as a B fifty two pilot for the Air Force, and so I think he I think he really loved that I got one. I think is kind of like and that it was like not something. Cause there are ones like pre, I didn't meet anyone with one of these, but like we've heard stories about like women being called submat, which was shut up bitch men are talking. Oh my God. <laughs> That's not ideal. If you're trying to, you know, be taken seriously. It seems like, like in this movie, all the call signs are just meant to be like, these guys are the baddest motherfuckers yes, on the planet right. versus like now it, it just seems like it's more of a great roasting tool, which I kind of like that part. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Goose, I think, I bet Goose has a great story. Like that's one of those, like where it would, um, and you know, you look at the new, the new one coming out has some really good ones like fanboy payback. Um, Hangman is our, is our boy. Um, but those were all written in to the story too. So like Goose's son is Rooster, which I love, like, you know, staying with the bird theme, like whatever. Again, like, I don't know how much of that. So they gave the actors a chance to like pitch their own. And it was actually funny talking to the the actors. They were kind of like, we all thought that we would like come up with some like, oh, we're going to come up with a really cool call sign. But they actually felt like they grew into the ones that they were given, which felt way more authentic to the actual process. Because the age old thing is if you feel a call sign coming on that you don't want, the last thing that you should do is push back on it because <laughs> it's like a nickname. There is. You shouldn't yes, tell people 100%. like, Oh, I hate that nickname. Like, I hate yeah. that nickname. Like, well now it's your yep. full, yep. it's your legal name now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could see Kilmer getting a list of like a hundred, a hundred uh, call signs and just like pick, just, uh, no, none of these work for me. I'm going to need something <laughs> more. else. Get, more. Getting a, a call sign consultants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's get into best scene. And I, I want to do this. Typically, I just go chronologically, but I think we should just, we should pick a best like aviation scene. Cause like every scene when they're in the planes, like great sound, great music, just incredible stuff. And then a, a non-plane scene. So Ryan, do you, is there a scene we have like, we have the opening dogfight, we have a couple training scenes and then that final actual, like actual action scene. Um, so I'll, I'll pick like the best, I think the most important training scene. And that is the, I forget who they're paired with, but it's one where they're basically like, okay, we're going to put you in pairs and you have to, uh, you have to hunt down Scarrett and Ironside um, and it's the scene where he, where 
uh, Maverick's supposed to like get the other dudes back and be his wingman. And he decides like, oh shit, I see Jester over there. I'm going to go after him. And Goose is like, don't do that. Don't do that. He does. It ends up biting him in the ass and they like, and it's just a bad decision. And I think that's the most satisfying one because that's where you really get the sense of like, because buzzing the tower is like, oh, he's cheeky and fun and like he breaks the rules, but it's not necessarily a bad way. And in that one, that's probably the the clearest distillation of he is so headstrong and thinks he is so can he, he thinks he can win in any circumstance, but he can't like it's very important, I think, to see him take an L that doesn't have real consequences and also impliedly like fucked over his teammate fucked over the guy the, the 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 pair that he was supposed to be backing up like they get shot down too in this exercise and i think that is like the crucial part because it's bad for them in the top gun standings goose is pissed at him and that's i think the one time after that scene we're in the locker room he goes up to goose and he's like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to let you down like that again. And it's yeah. like, okay, this is where we see that like Tom Cruise, that Maverick is capable of change and, and needs to change as well. You're dangerous and foolish. You may not like the guys flying with you. They may not like you. Well, whose side are you on? Well, at least Viper got Iceman before he got us. We still got a shot at it. That was stupid. I know better than that. It'll never happen again. I know. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because if we don't get that, then we go through the entire movie just assuming that he can actually just get away with being being reckless. That's it's it's really really important. Yeah. Caroline, do you have a favorite of the the flight scenes? Yeah, I think the last... I had a hard time picking between the first and the last, but I think the last kind of, like, brings all of it together because I, I really like the... There are no brakes in a plane, by the way. Well, that's not true. When you're on the ground, there are brakes. <laughs> but in the air, there's no, like, oh, we pull the parking brake. Um, and so when he says, like, I'll throw the brakes on, I'll go right by. Like, I just love that statement, whatever. And so I love that it kind of... He has to get over... You get your like real talk to me goose quote, um, which I just think is like, I don't know. I don't know why I love it so much, but it's just, I say it all the time too. I'm just like, talk to me goose. Um, you get that where he's kind of having the battle with his new Rio on like getting into the fight. You know, he's got to go help his enemy, quote unquote, Iceman. You know, like the way he's had all these, Iceman doesn't think he can do it. Like, you know, he, oh, the typical Maverick's going to leave me behind here, that sort of thing, like a bad wingman again. Um, so, all this stuff he kind of learned in the like training scene that Ryan just talked about. But then you get some like just really cool, like blowing up shit and like doing cool tricks. And um, they scared off the other two, like whatever they're, because there was like five on one for a little bit there, right? Like, um, and you get the you get all the too close for missile switching the guns. Like you use all of the classics like in this one scene. It's it's pretty it's pretty kick ass. Yeah, it's I, I'm actually going to defer to the the opening scene just because 
you finish it and there's no way you're not finishing this movie. It's so yeah. good. And like Ryan touched on earlier, how it gives you like the, the opening scene between that and when they say they're going to Top Gun, like it gives you enough to where, you know, everything you need to know about Maverick as a person, as a pilot, whatever it may be like, and it, it sucks you right in. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a Tony Scott hallmark of like, Hey, you're you're here for my movie. We're gonna give you some action real quick. We're gonna throw we're gonna throw you in the back of your couch. You're gonna love it. It's like and it, it I'm sure, especially like in 1986, when like the sounds and everything going on right there and the inverting and giving the guy the finger, you're just like, this is the most some of the most incredible shit I've ever seen. Like, there's a reason that this grossed. I bet this state. I didn't do the research. I bet this stayed in theaters for almost a year. Like, I bet it stayed in theaters forever. Oh, that'd be awesome. It'd be awesome to see in the theater. But guess what, you guys? You can see something even better in theaters next week. I also <laughs> really week, like... By the time you're listening to I like the choice in this movie to make all the Russian pilots this, like, faceless, voiceless, like, cipher. <laughs> because it, it, like... This movie could, like, go in this sort of, like, Cold War-y direction. And it uses, it uses like, MiGs and Russians as sort of, like, a useful tool in that way. But it's not really about any of that. And... Yeah it's not important that we like identify and hate these other pilots. They're just sort of like, yeah, they need somebody to be there to be like their enemy for this. Yeah. It's actually very, it's actually, it's, yeah, it's a really good choice to not go like full red Dawn or something like that. Like that's actually, yeah, that's a really good point. That's, that's an awesome move. Um, the scene, I guess we didn't talk about is as far as like a flight scene is the goose death, which is <laughs> one of the most effective scenes in the movie really an incredible choice, like incredible, incredible choice, like killing off the least dickish character in the whole movie. Like he was the purest character in the whole, literally too pure for this earth goose. Uh, And Um, it's funny to me that we also have really talked about it is, and I don't mean this as like he intentionally did this, but it's partly Iceman's fault. Right. Like it was also this whole, again, the dick measuring contest. Like, no, I just need 20 seconds. Just 20 seconds. Rather than, you know, and that's a situation which Iceman didn't do what he normally would do and defer to the person with the better situation, the better shot because it was Maverick. So that this is where that like competition aspect ends up really biting them in a, in a difficult way. But again, it's not in the sense that he could have anticipated the way that they pulled up with the, the, jet streams and the shutting down of the engines and the flat spin and all that but it's still like you know it's a tough it's brutal but like it's i it's a hard time watching that it makes me sad <laughs> because we talked about like the you know like when there was a uh tweet thread from like 2018 or something that someone sent me this week where it was the woman that watched it for the first time and it's hilarious i highly recommend it <laughs> i'll like retweet it or something this next week so you guys can go find it but um and she's like why is it goes swimming on his own like all caps <laughs> like and it is it's that moment of like you know but normally uh if you see like i don't know my old standby that i go to i don't know why i thought of pacific rim first but like at the end when like like trying to find the other persons in the water with you like you just always expect them to wake up because that's like what ha- like it just they literally really killed Goose, and it's brutal. Like, it's just like, oh, it makes me so sad. It's also the way they, like, the movie really sets you up for it hard because up to this point, they have presented this job as dangerous, but not really. Like, the yeah. opening scene is all about, like, hey, you might freeze up up there. And, like, 
you might like get too wrapped up in the things that are on the ground and like he they almost crash landing landing back on the boat but like ultimately like everybody is physically fine um and to just like pull this out of nowhere in a lot of ways is really hard and they have to do it right after his wife and kids show up they have to do it that way and it's just like but but i think i think what it does really well is it sort of jolts you out of what is admittedly kind of a bullshit competition and it, yeah. it it very effectively is like oh top gun the the like fantasy aviation league is not important <laughs> is not actually fantasy camp yeah flying fantasy camp. right right and it's like yeah it's cool to win and it's it's satisfying or whatever but it's not that important because even at the end or even at the graduation ceremony when maverick shows up and like does the gracious thing and does the congratulations and all that it all feels very muted it all feels very much like oh this is a reminder that like while this is nice for iceman and slider like it's not it it, this is this is a real thing that they're doing and so like it, it gives it grounds the movie in a very interesting and hard way yeah yeah, it's I mean, it's a great choice. Like it 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 takes the movie up another notch in the best way, because um, going into the non I guess non flying scenes or whatever, that's where I guess like the memification of this movie and kind of like some of the 80s cheesiness and the stuff that we love to laugh about, like picking a scene for that. That's the one link to what's on the ground, really. And um Picking a scene, a non-flying scene, is tough because you have, you know, you have the volleyball scene, which we've we've talked about. Just oil, a lot of spikes, a lot of a lot of bump set, some uh, marginal lot of, setting, a lot, lot of sand, a <laughs> lot of sand and crevices. But you also have like the the conversation between Viper and and Maverick about his dad. Like that, that's kind of a a, a deeper thing. I mean, like it's, it's, there's there's one really big one that we have not talked about yet that I cannot believe we've made it this far into without mentioning, and it's the you've lost that loving feeling, sure. which is right. iconic. I don't know if either of you How many been... Navy weddings have you been to? Thank you. I was going to say, like, I don't know if we've been to a Navy wedding. I was actually surprised the poll I put up, it was like, it was only like 30 people voted, but like, it was like 60% yes, 40% no. And I was like, were they aviators is what I should have asked because- because most time not so our mutual friend Ryan, uh, Whitney McIntosh went to a Navy wedding a couple like a month ago and she was texting me and she was like someone was saying I gotta see the sword arch and I was like get prime positioning for the sword arch like you got it if you've never done like you guys see it so for the sword arch they have you know usually six to eight um and usually in this works so everything works the best if you're in the in the dress whites uniform which is the the choker whites like the high collar um like the very handsome ones um and they stop the couple before the last before they leave the arch and the last two put their swords down and create like a gate and you have to kiss to like go through and whatever and then they lift the swords back up and then the one on the side with the bride always smacks the bride on the ass with the sword like not the with the broad side not the sharp side obviously uh, we're, we're, we're not clarify, stabbing the we're not stabbing the <laughs> and so i told her that tidbit and i was like i 
guarantee you this is like 100 i was like they will sing you've lost that lovely feeling at right. some point to the bride and she texted me at like 11 15 the next night and was like we've lost that lovely feeling and so it is like it is be- again this is one of the it has made it canon in the navy like that song is now canon like it is like essentially the second like navy hymn you know what i mean like it's just like mm-hmm it has become so ingrained in the culture of naval aviation. And honestly, we would play beach volleyball, not in jeans because we're not psychos, but like we played beach volleyball because we felt like we had That'd to be beach better volleyball. if they did that at Navy weddings. If they have like a beach volleyball <laughs> pit at like, Navy, Navy wedding. The number of times that we like, so it's just, and it even to the point, I think I maybe told you the story before Kyle, but like the, um, when I did Big Sis Week here in the sorority, my, we had like, I did a movie basket for my little and it included Top Gun. And I had five of my Navy buddies put on their summer dress whites and drop it off at her apartment. And they sang, you've lost that love feeling to her and her roommates. And I was like the star of the week. Like, and it's just the easiest shit. You know how easy it was to find five guys in my unit to do that? It was so easy. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to sing. Okay, cool. Yeah. We don't, you want to sing. You've lost the love. No, we don't need the lyrics. I know it. Like, (laughs) <laughs> easiest thing in the world it makes me want to go to a, a navy wedding though i would like to see the tradition the only the only wedding genre where i've seen a lot of tradition a lot of ritual a lot of uh a lot of like singing is i don't know if you guys have ever been to a texas a&m wedding but, uh, <laughs> you, you wouldn't be surprised you, you wouldn't at all be surprised about what no. goes <laughs> what goes on there it's very very much exactly what you would think yeah. a texas a&m the- <laughs> wedding is like the best is like it's not really a song that you'd use to serenade people, you know, because like the no. the topic of the song is like you no longer love me, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it somehow is the absolute perfect, and I just that whole scene for me just works on so. And we I talked about like the dynamics between everybody, but like it just it just works for me on so many levels, and I just absolutely that is my favorite, probably my favorite scene in the movie. Like I just can't. Um, yeah, it's just perfect because it just it's been so ingrained as this is like part of my life. It's like something that's important to me. And it's just it, it's it works. It's great. It, it's a great scene. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, what what's your go to, I guess, on the ground scene? Um, Gosh, it's like the tongue make out. <laughs> no, it's definitely not that one. God, it's definitely not that one. Um, I, I forgot how much I liked the scene where. Charlie is introduced as the um, the civilian attache or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's really great to see like Tom Cruise basically try to like hide and pretend that he's not there while this woman doesn't he put on doesn't he put on his aviators? He might. Yeah. He definitely like, he does. does. He does Wait. feel like it's going to protect him. Like she's not right. going to recognize right. him because right. he's now got aviators in this on. class of like ten people. <laughs> throws on throws on his Bidens and just no. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so it's it's very satisfying to watch him squirm. But then the whole back and forth where they talk about she's like this is what the Meg can do, and he's like mm, actually. I have a fun story for you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm done know. pretending that I'm not here. Yeah. Because I have a chance to be arrogant. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> it's it's fun because it's sort of like it's almost like a schoolhouse scene because you have like uh, Val Kilmer doing the whole cough and say bullshit thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And you have like Anthony Edwards is egging them on like they're the yeah, two we, class clowns. We. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's like, oh, this is a really good 
this really like sets the the sort of like tone for like how this yeah. is going to work just because we're at top gun and because michael irons like don't worry michael ironside is here but like these guys are some lovable goofballs yeah and there's also that whole where he's like i don't know how far how, and he, i love that he right. keeps looking back to goose to be like how far right. Will, will, like right it's like a, a it's like you're doing a comedy routine yeah yes. <laughs> it's like a whole two meters it pays off and she's like oh so you're the one yeah it's like yep <laughs> sure am so that's me i'm gonna shower oh. at your house later <laughs> <laughs> I also do I like just am... the small scene where he's like, "Hey, slider." Oh, stinks. that's my quote. That's the quote I love from this movie. <laughs> so so satisfying. It's it works so well because it's such a stupid line, but slider is so immediately self conscious. <laughs> After he did the like crash and burn with the plane yes, on his stick, it's, you haven't it's... lived until you've like done stuff with planes on his stick. And it's yeah. and it's so good because this is such a sweaty shower focused movie that you're like, yeah, he probably fucking does. Probably <laughs> <Raleigh> smells <laughs> terrible. Those khaki uniforms are pot like most of the they're just polyester and they yeah. they hold that in like yeah. sweat. If you're in, you know, I we were in Pensacola with those and it's just it's oh yeah. It's tough. That's he tough. Stink. He smells. I hear. <laughs> I hear everything you guys are saying about the scene where Charlie shows up. Like it's great. The you know building that chemistry between Maverick and Goose. Like it's essential. Kind of same thing with the them singing. You've lost that loving feeling. Like all the vibes in those scenes. I'm going with the beach volleyball scene. Like it's. <laughs> I it's 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 one of the things I think about when I think it's it serves literally no purpose in the movie Nothing. like it's six it, yeah. it's not a single bit of plot development in the movie it's just like guys i need three gallons of baby oil i need you to lower this net two feet we're gonna film some shit it's gonna be great it's it's gonna be a big chunk of the movie <laughs> it's perfect no notes like Flatter, can you show us your triceps like really just really <laughs> emphasize the tries can and you? it's it's it stands out so much in a movie that otherwise is very much like we are moving from scene to scene to scene and there's not there's no fat on any of this we are just going to keep moving i and mean technically there's no fat in that scene either. there's no fat it's, maybe <laughs> maybe only in the it's fat. we don't know and anthony take your shirt off oh wait no put <laughs> it back on put it back on <laughs> i the other Play thing that's this subtle thing about that scene that i find fascinating is like there's a crowd <laughs> like who are these people and why are they there if 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 there if you were walking somewhere with a friend and you saw four strangers playing beach volleyball and you just like sat down and watched them at some point they'd be like what the fuck are, do you have next what's going on <laughs> not if they're four fighter pilots I that guess. would be like yes yeah, yeah, that's right. Hold, right. <laughs> hold my traps. Yeah. Also, by the way, we did not wear our dog tags places. <laughs> like, that's just not. That's not just like a fun accessory. No. You know, that it'd would be a fun to offshoot you, like, to so uh... badly. <laughs> it'd be a fun offshoot to white man can't jump if it's a white man can't jump, but it's beach mm -hmm. volleyball with dudes mm -hmm. in jeans. Mm -hmm. Love need need that cross up. Um. So Ryan, so that's. So your best quote is the slider, slider you stink. stink. Yeah, just so perfect. So perfect. Caroline, what have you heard the most? Oh, this is going to be hard. 
That's a really good question. Um, so talk to me. Goose is obviously way up there. The need um, for speed is that need, need for, for speed. speed? Yeah. And we haven't talked the, about you're need dangerous. For speed. You're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you could be my, my wingman my pers- anytime. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's always, uh, there's also one of the guys, um, I'm trying to figure out by my notes when it happened because it, it's right before tidy whitey pep talk in the notes. Um, he calls him Iceman. Yes. <laughs> like he, yes, he does. <laughs> yes. Iceman. George Iceman. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that just stood out my yes. notes. Um, my, like, my personal like low-key favorite is the, come on, Mav, do some of that pilot shit. <laughs> like, I just love, 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 love that one. Um yeah, I think Need for Speed. Um, the what a crisp high five! I yeah, I would like the... to know. I would like to know if that was a first take high five. That would be the most technically impressive thing in this movie. If they if somebody said to me like, "Yes, that was take one," and that's yeah, what we knew. that would. There, there's and Edwards no way. Were gonna... I know, but I want to believe in the magic. <laughs> yeah, the you can the magic of Hollywood. <laughs> you can be my wingman anytime. No, you can be mine. Like that's when I yelled, "Kiss!" <laughs> <laughs> just in that moment, they're just like, they're just like, right? I'm just like, I love you guys. This is perfect. Um, yeah, there's just so many. I honestly did not remember that the your your body is writing checks, your ego's writing your checks, your body, checks, can't, your body cash. can't cash. When he said that, I was like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. I was like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't really yeah. was from this. There's so many good quotes. It, it would have legitimately been perfect if he would have called him a slacker. Like I would have, mm-hmm. ju- like I, I would sell my soul to this movie if they would have just worked that <laughs> in somehow would have been, would have been, per- that's what a run he does back to the future in 85 and this in 86. Like he's the two of the biggest movies yes. ever back to back. Incredible stuff. And incredible and like, stuff. And like small roles, but like makes every second of screen time count. Adam. We remember him 35 plus years yes, later. Yes. So I do also like the the year the list is long but distinguished. He's like mm. so is my Johnson. That's a great exchange. Thought you wanted to be a pilot slider. What happened? That's like the biggest. That's probably low key is, the biggest insult. Is that the me? I was gonna say that feels like yeah. the meanest moment in the meeting. And like yeah. slider seems hurt by that. Oh yeah, there's there's slider has more feelings like, than anyone yes. in this movie. Yes. Yeah, that's like either he couldn't cut it as a pilot or they did his eyesight test and he didn't have good enough vision. Like that's what happens. When, like, and that's when pilots get the most mad. They get bumped to just sad little NFOs like us. Like, thought you were going to be a pilot. Like that was like low key savage. Like that was, but perfectly delivered because goose is a sweet, sweet angel. Like it's, it's just he wonderful. <laughs> Caroline, I'm going to leave the Kevin Costner friend of Prince Jr. Awards for best and worst, I guess, on-screen pilot up to you. Unless we want to pick who looks like the best volleyball player. I think, I think Slider, Slider's Slider probably is the, the, Slider's Slider. the one that if you were like, hey, if you're going to pick like out of a lineup, who's like the bronze medalist from Slovakia or some shit <laughs> in, in the Barcelona Olympics, I'd be like, yeah. yeah. I believe it. Yeah. The sliders like you guys have all the lines in this movie. I'm I'm taking over in this vol- like this is my time to show. He, he showed up and he's like, "What the fuck? I've been I've been paying a volleyball trainer for 8 months. I didn't know there was this much flying. God damn it." Yeah, I can't tell who would be the I bet I bet like based on what I think Maverick's probably the best natural like instinctual flyers would I would like cheesily answer. Um 
I worry that's about nuts. whichever who would whichever one is a ho- between like Hollywood and Wolfman, whichever one was the pilot seems like the worst because they were always just telling stories that were like, We got killed in like three seconds, man. <laughs> we lost, man. <laughs> They're just happy to be there. Like, they knew from the get-go they were not winning this thing. They're like, yeah. oh, bro. There are a lot of there are a lot of dudes at Top Gun who were like, Oh man, this is hard. Yeah. It's fine. This flying shit is tough, man. <laughs> When, when we have to do this against the enemy, events, I might be man. in trouble. So, so this reminds me. Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember the pilot in the opening scene who gets spooked. What's his call Cougar. 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 So my wife was like, "Okay, but what happens if you just?" She, he's like, "Hey, he's on a ship, so he can't just be like, sorry, I'm done. I'm just gonna hang out for a while.' I'm like, <laughs> like he has an obligation to the military. He can't just yes. like walk away from it, penalty free. But like." What would happen if you were just like, I'm turning in my wings? Like the implication, because it's what the principal says to Maverick, is like, you're going to be flying a cargo ship full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) But like, what, what, what is Cougar doing after this? Realistically, they, well, depends. A lot of things depend on where he is in his training and commitment. Um, But seeing as he was also a lieutenant, most likely they will send him like they'll probably either send him to a desk job for the remaining like four years or eight whatever rotation but there's also yeah. a possibility like if there's enough time to like if they need like service warfare guys they'll probably just send him to a ship and be like guess what you're on a ship now like you just yeah you can't just be like oh you know what i'm whoo, too much for me i'm out like and then you just like go i'm, home. I'm gonna go like, learn to code right yeah i'm, gonna, like, I'm gonna get out of here it's like hey dude this isn't rudy you just can't yeah. turn in your jersey yeah is that how that works? Uh, and Rossi, they would then be like, okay, where's the money for the last three years of college we paid for? And you'd be like, I'm sorry, what? Um, I, can, I, can, I can do some stuff on a ship. I, I can yeah. hang out on a ship. It sounds I good. Can yeah, peel, so I, can, like, I can peel so many potatoes. You wouldn't even believe it. So many that. potatoes. Um, they'd probably send them to like supply school or okay. something and became okay. a suppo. <laughs> but yeah, they would um, probably arrange a heel for him to get him off the ship. Um, this is where the other one let them just like hang out on the carrier right so, right it's just okay. like it, it all depends like if there's stuff like there's so many things that factor into it, like duty cycles and you know workup cycles and stuff. so the ship was like we're going in back into port in a month so you're going to be like running flight ops on like you're grounded you're running flight ops not grounded like to your room like you're in trouble type thing but not flying um you could be making the flight schedule or like shit so, like that like, like, what a, what i'm just gonna chill fucking, in my bunk and do crosswords what yeah a exactly fucking deal for tim robbins who it's like hey, i was also going to go to top gun and i didn't do anything wrong right no, i'm just out again fucking NFO. great guys thanks nfo's being held hostage by pilots well guess what i'm going to common law live with susan sarandon for 30 years <laughs> as revenge. Of my life. so take that it's like honestly he, part of the reason he comes out the I, winner <laughs> part of the reason i decided to go on the plane that i did um and now like i part of me wonders like wow should i have done jets like you know but some of the people i was in flight school with or pilots at the time was like i don't want to be landing on a carrier with you (laughs) no offense to this man but yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so what uh what tim robbins what tim robbins character would be the the best NFO. Like, are we thinking just nuclear loose back nuclear there? Like, oh man, this is this is fucking tubular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's already got like a call sign. 
Like Nuke is a great call sign. <laughs> Nuke's a great call sign. Nuke's a great call sign. Okay, uh, Lenny Harris pinch hitter award. Who is in this movie too much to be a pinch hitter? Like it's not obviously it's not Cruz. Is Goose in this movie too much? Yeah, he's in it too much. I think Iceman's in it too much too. My vote is Scarrot. Scarrot, it's it's hard to pick against Scarrot. Scarrot's so good. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's right. He just seems tough as nails. Like he is the imposing, steady presence you need in this one. Yeah. Sh- shouts to it's- Meg Ryan. We line we didn't talk about. Take me to bed or lose me forever. <laughs> <laughs> also good. I because if if Meg Ryan says that to me, like I'm like yeah, I'll quit the like, Navy yep. for you. Like, <laughs> Turn him into wings. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, uh, she was so great in that. Um, yeah, I think my vote's comes in it. I would also take. I think Slider is great too. Slider was great. It makes sense that Meg Ryan was Sally two years after this, Mm -hmm. like stole Mm -hmm. everyone's hearts Mm -hmm. two years after this. Like she had the chops. I will say that scene, that scene is so perfect where she's just like airing Maverick's dirty laundry. (laughs) Or every single time that, again, this is what I'm saying, is like that relationship was so perfect to me because like, She's like, oh, I heard about this. And he's I like, heard you're in love with your teacher. And he's yeah. like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> what is this so movie accurate. did everything it could to be like, hey, this guy fucks a lot. <laughs> like, there's one thing, there's one thing we want you to know about yes. this guy. Yes. He was, fucks. There's yes. something else I wrote down where they walked into the bar and uh, he says, like, you live your life between your legs, Mav. <laughs> Which is perfect because it's also like it's like a sex joke, but, but also it's a, like it's a, a plane joke. joke. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, yeah. it's perfect. I like that they're they're making jokes about Maverick like having eight. Like he's got eight of them. Like oh, the AIDS crisis is going on. Like it, Maverick, <laughs> Ma- Maverick is a, is is a real wild card in all mm-hmm. facets right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he he flies over once, but very strict condom user. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh man this movie uh, okay the big chill <laughs> Caroline <laughs> what part of this movie gives you the chills I'm telling you I'm a sucker for a control room celebration it's uh yeah it's I mean, it's the culmination of the whole thing, right? Like everyone, it's the, yeah, we did it. We beat the unnamed bad guy. Um, and it's just the celebration and the success. And I love that. Those are the ones that I'm always like, yay. <laughs> That's my favorite part. I like the Mavericks re-engaging. That gets me. Oh, like, that is yeah. good. Of course yeah. he is. Yeah, of course he is. He um, of course he is. This, is. this is a little different. After Goose dies... And he sees Meg Ryan and has a moment with her where I don't think he even has a line in that in that scene. And she he says, I'm going to paraphrase it sloppily, but she's basically like. If he if he wasn't going to fly with you, he would have done it, but he wouldn't have liked it. And it's like, oh, man, that's like right in the heart where it's sort of like she she really sums up like how powerful the connection is between the two. He chooses you. Like, yeah. yeah, that is a good moment. She's so good. I like 
Do I want to alter my pick for pinch hitter? It just like we we can give a, a hybrid like Scarrett Meg. She's she has like three scenes and she is incredible. She eats. Yes. she eats in all of them. Yes. Yeah. She's yeah. she just yeah. Um, Love her. I think yeah. I'm 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 happy to Scarrett split. <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah, got the best good... mustache in this one? Is it Scarrett or is it Anthony Edwards? Scarrett. Um. I think. I think. Anthony Edwards is the most surprisingly successful mustache, but Scarrett's is the best. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is the like Drew Brees of like, oh, he's too short to be, and it's like, wow, that actually went really well. But Scarrett's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, this is like an all-star mustache. Like that, that yes. mustache should have gotten its own billing. In the, yeah, like with yeah. Tom Scarrett and Tom Scarrett's mustache. Like, like it's, mustache it's, Scarrett. Put, put it this way. You can picture Anthony Edwards without a mustache and you're fine. But like, go look up a period of a picture of Tom Scarrett, like clean shaven. And you're like, this is wrong. This is an affront. It seems like God. it'd be deeply upsetting. Yes. It's like, oh. un, it's bad and unnatural. It's weird too, because like, it's the default, the way that I think, because like, now I'm just thinking about his character in Alien. And I'm mm-hmm. like, does he have a mustache? He does, and it's just he so does. ingrained in who Tom Scarrett yes. is that, it's, like, I just expect his to face. see the mustache. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. it's just his face. Yeah. It, it's like I don't want to Google. He that. can't do it. Can't can't have can't have Selick without the stash. Yeah, yeah. And when you do, it's dislike. It's, it's not great. Dislike. But like Anthony Edwards, I would. I think the thing that I besides this, like, I always go. He's in Zodiac, and I love Zodiac like more than anything. And he's he's just he's like Ruffalo's partner in Zodiac, but like. You know, thin and hairline, no mustache, mm-hmm. like looks fine. Play plays mm-hmm. it off. Mm-hmm. Plays it off I mean, fine. he was outstanding as Dr. Green, right? That's like what I always like. Anthony Edwards is Goose and Dr. Green for me right. are. Like that right. is like and honestly, the basketball Anthony Edwards will always get if someone's like, Oh, Anthony Edwards is having a great game. I am the nerd that's like sending goose gifts back to them. <laughs> I, <laughs> would, so I would online. absolutely <laughs> I would absolutely pay for a live watch of Anthony Edwards watching Top Gun. Cause I would bet he hasn't seen it. Oh, hundred percent. He, he's very, he he's very entertaining. And I, I think he'd be great watching Top Gun live. Yeah. Well, and this is how you know, I tweeted about this. is how I got Ryan to come on us <laughs> after finding out how few of my friends had seen Top Gun. I was like trying to figure out, I was like, we should get another guest on and this is a movie that feels like you've seen it too this is such a like powerful part of pop culture and like there's so much of this movie that people have absorbed even if you haven't seen it yeah it's like there are very few movies like that that aren't like part of a big franchise or like spawned like you know a bunch of spinoff shit this for a standalone until recently thing this is like super ingrained in like modern american culture I'm I'm dying to yeah. get Alex McDaniel to watch it. Like I was like, I need to. Oh, she hasn't seen. She hasn't this? seen it. No, fuck she Alex, hasn't seen fuck it. off. <laughs> all this all, for for fucking years. I gotta see you have. I gotta hear you haven't seen Hot Rod. You haven't seen Hot Rod, and you're gonna do this with Top Gun? <laughs> fucking kidding me? The gall. Absolutely. We gotta make. God we gotta make gall. sure she listens to this part. <laughs> oh God, that's amazing. But it's just like I mean, almost and I entire... watched Hot Rod. Okay. <laughs> She owes you goddamn day. <laughs> green deal, goddamn day. The, like, Maybe that was the first movie we covered staff. this year. Almost our whole staff at for the win or bet for the win hasn't seen. Like none of the guys. And I was like, guys, what? And I was like, can you guys write like a joint, like 
we like, all watch this for the first time and hear if, our thoughts. Go back to like the summary Kyle read at the top. If you just explain to somebody what this movie is, you're you're like, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> no, thank you. Right. <laughs> this weekend was was Jacqueline was my wife's first time watching it and there were multiple times where she was like oh that that's right where, this right. is where that's yeah. from yes. this is where that's from like you you've seen it everyone in the world has seen the clip of i feel the need yes. the need for speed yeah. high yes. five yes. everyone has yes. seen and the funny thing both yes. of you have said that this is the first time that your wives have watched it same thing with my assistant managing editor blake schuster he watched it this weekend with his wife it was the first time she had seen it and like it's just the funniest like all three spouses apparently had very similar reactions to a lot of stuff where it's like his ass looks good in those jeans why are they yes, playing volleyball she wasn't wrong it looks fucking <laughs> yeah. great he, I, yeah he, my wife was just like this this is a porno <laughs> like this is just a, this is this is a porno with some flying but like everyone i don't know anyone who doesn't actually like this movie at least parts of it yeah i i think there's it doesn't give you it doesn't it doesn't slow down or bog down enough for you to get hung up on the things that might not be right. It's just like we're going to yeah. keep going, don't worry. Yeah. yeah. And it, I was going to say ahead, and I don't want to keep talking about the second one, but that's what works for the second one is like there's some stuff that that this movie does like by the end you're willing to forgive a few like loose items in the plot or you know, and I really, the second one I think is, is better in almost every facet. It does a great job of mixing in the nostalgia and the, I mean, the, like I said, the aviation scenes are not even in the same universe. Like they're just that much better, but <laughs> there's stuff that it's so kick-ass from start to finish. And by the end, you're like, they could fly a riding lawnmower. And I'd be like, you know what? You've earned it. I believe right. it. Let's go. Right. That seems like a Spencer movie. <laughs> like flying a riding lawnmower. The next Fast and the Furious. Like, it's just, <laughs> it, there's something special about if you earn that, like, kind of space from the audience to kind of sure. do what you want to do. Yeah, you 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 get that mm. buy-in. Um, I mean, we can like with how to improve it. I think we've kind of they, talked. They, about they it. have, and it's Let's... coming out on May 27th. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like kind of like wraps up our next two categories. I am I couldn't be more pumped to go like I'm seeing it on the 24th. And like it's funny like I've been looking forward to seeing this for, you know, ever since they announced it and you know, during the multiple delays and stuff like that and like my wife sees it for the first time. She's Top Gun for the first time this past weekend and she's like, "Oh, wow, can't wait to see You're the like, second one." She's, jerk. she's got like this yeah. week this week and a half wait for it, which is but I'm like I couldn't be more excited. I yeah, am very right. relieved that, by all accounts, the sequel is good. I'm sure there will be people out there who don't like yeah. it. That's fine, whatever. But like, they can I catch was, it. I was, I have, I have very vivid <laughs> memories of going to see Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, and and being oh, like, God. oh no, oh no, yeah, why, why Ruined did they it. do this? Yeah. Um, and I was, I was really yeah. worried that like a similar thing would happen here, but it, like it seems like it was it's been done really well allegedly he got an either five to six minute standing ovation the movie got at cans um yeah. which is you know obviously a fancier crowd right i don't know more discerning i'm not sure but apparently the end of CinemaCon. so the, as soon as it ended, they liked it better uh better than they liked medi yes. and entourage <laughs> the, uh, the cinema con they as soon as it ended, the crowd was like, play it again. Like it was the cantina band in Star Wars. 
So I think the best testament to Top Gun, and maybe I'm forgetting something, but like, is there another aviation movie that's not a war movie that is like, oh yeah, that's like one that has really like stuck around and stood the test. So I think Iron Eagle is trash. So I don't know if that counts. Iron Eagle is entertaining trash though. (laughs) Like they don't have cassette decks in yes i agree i agree iron eagle is a different thing there isn't i I didn't watch all of it but there's like a nicholas cage helicopter movie that came out a few years after this that was like legendarily stupid and bad how have i not seen that but like (laughs) sounds right in my alley do we consider con air an aviation movie i would say con air is a prison break movie that happens to take place on a plane That's like air, like that to me fair. is like Air Force One, where it's yeah. like the plane is there, but it's not an aviation movie per se. Yeah. Like it's it's wild to think like this movie, Kyle, you you said like how wildly successful it was, and it's really never been successfully aped or imitated at all. No, that's a good point. Yeah, except for uh, Hot Shots. That, that's where, true. Where are you guys at that on is, Hot Shots? That's true. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, all apologies to the important hot shots. I guess and no, hot shots stealth, are duh. stealth count as a, as a war movie, but everybody hated stealth. I know it's uh, terrible. I'm just kidding. Yeah, awful movie. What, that is that's what like that's Jamie Foxx. Like Jamie Foxx, Jessica Biel. Oh. Who is and, the other guy? Um, Josh. Josh something. Yeah. Um, jo- let's just say Josh Gad. It's not Josh Gad. But it's much funnier <laughs> to say Josh. Way Gad. funnier with Josh Gad. <laughs> Oh, I can see it. That's here. that's a fun exercise for another pod is take every movie starring a Josh and imagine what it's like with Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Gad yep. in Sweet Home Alabama. Pearl Harbor. It's now Josh Gad. Say Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like, it's, uh, like Joshua Jackson was in um, The Skulls, just Josh mm-hmm. Gad in The Skulls. It's Josh Gad now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's uh, I think that's as good a note to wrap as any guys. We did it. We we recorded a podcast that's longer than the movie. Yes. Uh, third, I think the third time it's ever been done on the show. I am Fucking very Alex. grateful that you guys took Watch the time. Top Gun. <laughs> I'm gonna clip that. I'll have to send it to her. <laughs> Ryan, where can the folks follow you? Celebrity Hot Tub on Twitter, uh, occasionally on Instagram. Um, Usually just bothering Caroline for no goddamn reason. <laughs> so Caroline, time. where can the folks get Full-time. Top Gun Week? Top Gun Week will be at For the Win. So USA Today, For the Win. Google it. It's going to be awesome. Uh, we'll have stuff starting Monday. We'll have, like I said, review of the movie. We'll have every possible. You're going to Hilo Dunker story. You're going to get a call sign story. You're going to have a volleyball. Did you get logins? We have sent out a request to Loggins' people. <laughs> Did you go to the motel? We're, we, we've been checking every CD motel near an airline, like Hold an on. airstrip. I'm going to check something real time. Kenny Loggins tour dates. <laughs> uh, but you can also, I will be tweeting all the stories at CW Darnie. On oh, Twitter. hell yes. My man is touring like crazy. <laughs> yes. Caroline, I would I would hundred percent go to a login show. Tuesday, June seventh, Kenny Loggins is playing in Washington D.C. Oh hell yeah! Oh, you gotta go. Wait, where? Gotta fucking yeah. go. Where? Um, I'm trying to find out. Hold on, hold on. It doesn't list the venue, which seems like a good thing. The Warner Theater. I don't know what that is. That sounds fancy for Kenny Loggins. I'm gonna it's go. Co- 
Kenny Loggins, still all right. An intimate evening of stories and songs. How could you not go to this? You've got that's a must. You remember when Lady Gaga a couple years ago she did like the dive bar tour or whatever? It was like the thing sponsored by Bud Light. What if Loggins did a tour where he's playing the parking lot of Motel Sixes? What I would be. I, what if he's <laughs> playing all military base bars? That'd be huge. You have to go to Oh this. my god, tickets are only okay. thirty dollars. Go to oh, this. That's that's free money. They're the orchestra center seats are like sixty-five bucks. What does this mean? This is this is a must. Oh, I'm not paying three hundred dollars to sit front row. Coward. <laughs> Caroline, that is the danger zone. That is the literal danger zone. <laughs> danger? You fall in love with Kenny Loggins. <laughs> These people want $600 from seats further back than the front row seats. Oh, this, this is incredible. Is, this is good audio. Car- Caroline this, this picking is- out her seats to Kenny Loggins concert <laughs> in a month and a half. Oh, I'm sorry, in just a few short weeks. It's just in a few short weeks. It's I mean, you got to do it. With Kenny you got to go. You absolutely I'm legitimately go. looking at tickets right now. The problem is I'm trying to figure out if I should try and snag one of these solo seats that are much cheaper for $65 because they're alone. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline's gonna do a live solo pod from the Loggins from the Loggins yeah. concert. I could sit in the orchestra section, row N, dead center, by myself. For yes, five dollars. How many? Okay, how many seats are available? What are we like? What are we looking good, at? How's Kenny good doing? seats are still available. Good seats are available, but it looks like it's gonna be like you know crowded enough. What if this is how I finally get COVID? <laughs> <laughs> the purest form of Loggins COVID <laughs> evaded it for two and a half years. How did you get it? I went to an intimate meeting <laughs> in the year 2022. <laughs> Why? A podcast told me to. Why myself? Getting COVID with the boys. <laughs> COVID. COVID with the boys. I told, listen, Kyle, I told you I'd derail it eventually. We are looking at Kenny Loggins tickets. This is, this is everything we needed for, I mean, listen, we teased this episode for months, so we had to deliver. They've been, I've been randomly dropping flight school top gun stories for literal months. Perfect. Well, listen, we will update you guys on if Karen, if, if, Caroline bought the Kenny Loggins tickets next week because next week we're doing Top Gun 2. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Rate, leave a review. You folks know the drill. If you're a baseball fan, check out From Phenom to the Farm. That's presented by Baseball America. Support on Patreon. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.